welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am very, very excited to be here tonight. You have no idea. It's been a really crazy week. And uh, so, yeah, I hope everyone had a really good holiday, the day of feasting, the day of the, you know, day of turkey murder, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I hope everyone had a good time with their family. I was thinking of all of you. Um, as I sat there and ate my dry turkey. <laughs> I didn't burn it, though, so I'm good. So we have some stuff to go over tonight before we get started. First of all, I want to let you know that we are having some weird, crazy technical issues tonight. So if you are trying to call in and you're getting that fast, weird, busy signal, that instant busy signal on your phone, just keep trying. Um, I'm not able to get into the studio line right now, but I'm here and I've got the everything up so I'm, just, I'm kind of mickey moused into the show so if there's any issues that come up i've got jimmy ray davis with me tonight who has graciously agreed to uh help me out in case i go disappearing so he's going to host with me for a bit so if i'm gone he can just carry things on so that's going to be awesome he'll be on in just a bit once again, the number, if you'd like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I'll never forget the time that I gave out my, home, or my cell phone number. And I sat there the entire show, like, trying to figure out quickly how to, because it kept ringing. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the right line, 646-595-3965. If you guys are interested in putting together a workshop with us, it is winter time and it is a month of, of, you know, snuggling with your muse, sitting inside with your quilt and your fireplace going and your bong out. I don't know what you guys do. Don't know what you do. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, but it's time to slow down a little. So that means if you guys are thinking about putting together a workshop. It's a perfect time of year to get our schedules together and get that done. And, yeah, shoot me a message on MySpace, MySpace, Facebook, MySpace, God. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, though, so that must be why. Um, on Facebook, if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. If you would like to come and do that. Let me know what you want to put together. We'll get that taken care of. Can you tell I'm multitasking on the board <laughs> while I'm, uh, yeah, while I'm, I didn't even check to make sure you guys can hear me in the chat room. You'd be telling me if you couldn't. All right. So anyway, Thank you. workshops, yeah, let me know. The next thing is I want to make sure that we take a moment and thank our 2022 sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover our broadcasting license for the year, those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner. 
Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who lovingly made anonymous donations in the name of John Music Man Kays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Rain Man, a.k.a. Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. So I want to thank you guys sincerely on behalf of myself and the community. Thank you for those of you who helped cover this last year. We are at our year's end, which means we'll be doing our fundraiser here very quickly for our 2023 broadcasting license. So if you're interested in uh, being a show sponsor and having me shout out love to you every single week, <laughs> um, just shoot me a message. I'll let you know when it's, uh, when it's ready to go and... Every little, every little tiny bit helps. Even if you donate a quarter, I'm going to show you love all year long. So just appreciate you guys. Appreciate all of you who you know, stepped in and helped keep us on the air this year. We are at our 16-year point. We are in our 16th year of broadcasting, you guys. 16 years on the air, 16th anniversary. It's insane. We are going to be, we were going to be celebrating, and I'm just going to be real with you here for a minute because I don't like answering tons of emails. Um, We were going to be doing the anniversary show tonight, but we are not now because I was a victim of an assault this week and was in the hospital, and it's been just a really nasty week. So when I tell you that is, can you hear me clicking my pen? (laughs) When you, uh, when, you, when I tell you that it's uh, really nice to be here with you guys tonight, I really, really mean it. It's really nice to be here with you guys tonight. So, yeah, our anniversary show, Jimmy's going to be hosting that show with me as well because this show, uh, the conception of it was a spark from him. He's responsible for all of this. So I'm uh, really glad that he's going to be joining me on the anniversary show. But next week, next Thursday, is his son's birthday. And we're not taking a daddy away from his son on his birthday. So we are celebrating our anniversary show. So you have a couple of weeks to get those poems written if you didn't get it done yet. You're saying, oh, no, I didn't get my anniversary poem. Oh, I'm just not going to do one because I didn't get it done in time. And then, and then tonight's the anniversary. No, tonight's not. You've got two weeks. I just took that excuse away to get those poems written. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> we're going to be doing our anniversary show on December 15th. Okay. Very, very excited about that. I just I did, wasn't home long enough this week to get all of the hoopla done that I wanted to for the anniversary show, and I wasn't going to half-ass it because you guys deserve better than that. All right, so thank you, sponsors. Watch for the information on the 2023 Broadcasting Guys and Sponsorship Fundraiser coming up. Watch for information on that. The next thing that I want to do, get your pens and your papers out and get those ready. I'm going to give you, we're going to be doing a contest in the month of December. All right. So I want to kind of go over that with you. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I, put, where I put the information on that. There it is, our December. I can't multitask with Anything. All right. So anyway, <laughs> we are going to be doing our December contest drawing. It's a, con- a drawing, like a December drawing or contest, whatever you want to call it. There's not like um, 
voting or anything. We're not doing anything like that. It's just getting your names in the hat to win very cool prizes. And I mean seriously very cool prizes. So I want you to pay really close attention to the prompts that we're giving out tonight during the uh, this next segment, Inspiration from the Inkwell. Because the prompts that I'm giving out, not just tonight, but every Thursday during December, all the shows during December, those prompts are going to be very, very important. All right, so I'm going to kind of tell you, give you an idea of what the, um, the contest is, consists of and how you get involved in it. So anyway, how you get involved in it is really, really simple. You write a poem. You write any type of poem, any, any type of poem will do, from a haiku to a you know, an epic prose if you're Soldier Blue, using any one of our weekly prompts that I give you during the month of December. So starting tonight, any prompts that I give out, if you write a poem to it, or you need to write a poem to it, pick one and write a poem to it, all right? Once you get that done, once you get your poem right, and I'm serious, I don't care if it's the haiku. You, you, can, you can just just coast your way through this class, all right? <laughs> just bring a poem. And if you bring the poem, by the way, remember my other rule is if you read your two poems, but if you brought your homework poem, you get to read three. Because if you do your homework, that makes you teacher's pet, and membership has privileges. So anyway, write a poem during the month of December using any of our December prompts, and that's what you need to start out. Now, to get your name entered in the contest drawing, you will need to, one, post your prompt-inspired poem on my Facebook page. And make sure that you write on there when you do that, um, write like December contest at the top of your comment before you post your poem. So it's easy for me to pull those out each day. All right. So I want you to post your prompt-inspired poem on my Facebook page. All right. Doing that gets your name into the drawing. So if you post one of the poems, you write to our prompts. Post it on my page. That's one ticket. It's like buying a lottery ticket or whatever, a drawing ticket, whatever those things are called. I'm a writer. I I know my words. <laughs> Door prize. I don't know. Um, anyway, so that'll get your name into the drawing for the contest for the cool prizes at the end of the month. Number two, also bring that prompt-inspired poem and read it on the show before the end of December. And doing so, if you bring it to the show and read it, that's going to get you two names dropped into the hat for the drawing. So it's like buying two door prize tickets. So that one poem, to clarify, if you post your uh, prompt-inspired poem on my page, your name gets put in the drawing once. Then if you bring it to the show and read it here, your name goes into the drawing two additional times, meaning that one poem can be worth three entries into the contest. So if any of you are just absolutely dying of curiosity, this is going to be so easy to do. Okay, The more poems you write, you can do it more than once. So if you write to all the prompts tonight, a haiku to every single prompt, guess what? You just got a buttload of of, of door prize tickets, door prize, December prize tickets, we'll call it that. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, that sounds pretty good, right? 
But wait, that's not all. <laughs> you can also, another way to approach this is you can do a collaboration with another poet and write a poem, a prompt-inspired poem. Doing this, if you write a collaboration piece using one of the poem, or one of the prompts we give out in the month of December, if you do that as a collaboration with another poet and post it on my page, that gets you double entries. Two times, twice, twice for both of you. That's like four entries split in half, two each. You get two each. So if you do a collaboration, both of you get your name in two more times. Then if both or either one of you bring that poem-inspired collaboration poem to one of the shows and read it live, doing so will get you into the drawing four times. Yes, four. Four times. And only one of you has to bring it and read. But you can't make up invisible friends because I will know. You do that and then poof, like magic, your name's registered in the drawing four times times each for both of you. So to clarify, that means that one poem could be worth six entries for each of you. All right, now if I lost you, that's okay. I'll be posting this formula on my page and posting the prompts I get out every Thursday on my page by Friday during the month of December. The prize package will blow your mind just saying and saying getting writing. And on that note, you guys, oh, why is this messing up? It would be really funny if this was like TV because that would be cool, right? All right, so anyway, do you know what time it is? It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. So get your pens and papers and quills and ink pots and paper, journal, notebooks, whatever it is you write on. Get that out if you're one of these bat world living people then and typing on your phone you're not going to be able to keep up because I talk really fast <laughs> so as I go through this if you happen to miss anything don't panic you can always come back after the show is aired and listen to the archived podcast and you can start it and stop it as you at your leisure and get these written down okay and you know think about that you know 16 years on the air the resource this is to you for writers you, know, you could go grab a show from five years ago, sitting there one night saying, oh, I don't know what to write about. I need a little push. Let's see what Nyla had on October 7th, 2012. Think about that. All of those prompts, all of those writing things, and they've changed over the years. They've grown and changed and developed into new things. So you never know what you're going to find. So think about that. Yeah, that's very really cool, isn't it? Think about that, having that, that resource available to you. So anyway, pens, papers, have all of that stuff ready. I'm going to jump right into the all-intent poetry prompts for this week, all right, which we will also, in addition to being used in the December prompt-inspired poem contest, be using all of these weekly writing, or all of these prompts in all of the weekly writing tasks I'm about to give you tonight. So these prompts that I'm going to share feed everything else you're doing. That'd be kind of fun because then things just feed off of each other when you jump between tasks. All right. So as I go through these, keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. 
It can be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. What you do with it after that, I don't care. It's your baby, and let's get started. So our first prompt, I've been doing something kind of weird with it because I really like the first prompt. The first prompt is for a, the first prompt that I'm going to be giving you for a while is going to be for an epic poem. And if you missed any of them, it doesn't matter because you can just start them now. There's no time limit on this. You know, you, you just play with it and have fun. So two or three weeks ago, the prompt number, prompt one was uh, part one. First, let me introduce myself. Part one. First, let me introduce myself. Part two, which was given out last week, is part two. And the part two is part of it. So it's part one. First, let me introduce myself. Then part two. The handful of likely suspects. And this one for this week is part three. Let me set the stage. You can kind of see the direction I'm, I'm uh, taking with this. You're going to be writing a poem or a story through poems, which is, you know, prose. But yeah, you're going to be writing writing a epic poem to those prompts each week, getting in the next direction you're going to go. All right, so that's the first one. Part one, first let me introduce myself. Part two, the handful of likely suspects. And part three, let me set the stage. Prompt number two, the stolen path. The stolen path. Number three, sleeping witnesses. Witnesses. Four, sacrificial lies. Sacrificial lies. I really like that one. Five, the binding season. The binding season. Six, madness of wind. Madness of wind. Seven, painted remains. Painted remains. I'm giving you guys some really good ones tonight. I'm proud of myself this week. Number eight, (laughs) hidden gods. Hidden gods. Nine, the memory of broken things. The memory of broken things. Number ten, the last bones. The last bones. Eleven, outrun the mercy. Outrun the mercy. Twelve, can you hear them? Can you hear them? Thirteen, inside the star's hollow. Inside the star's hollow. Fourteen, deadly bed. The deadly bed. And then fifteen, I'm going to share with you. It's a bonus one, and this is for one of the exercises you'll be doing later. And it's going to be, 15 will be your last line in what you're going to be doing later. So 15 is, if you're going to read this, don't bother. If you're going to read this, don't bother. 
All right, so that's prompt 15. You can use that as one of your prompts or you write a poem to it as well. But we will be using it for something different in just a little bit. Remember, you can write one poem to each of the prompts that I've given you, but you need to write at least one and get it over there on my page and, and get your name into the drawing. You're going to be so sad if you don't win this prize. You're just going to be sitting there bonking your head on a brick wall. This speakeasy brick wall. All right, so you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and grab number 6 and 12 and 7 and why not 1 and 14. Use those in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and use all the lines in one poem. How's that for challenging yourself? Right? One poem per prompt. Mix and match the prompts or use all lines in one poem. Now we're going to be going over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And an exercise is exactly what it sounds like. It's something to make you sweat. It's yoga pants time. It's time to flex those muscles, step out of your comfort zone, do something you might, you know, not normally do, which I'm sure you guys don't all do this because I would love it if you did because that means you know you listen to me all the time, but I don't I don't know if you do. I really, I don't. I I feel bad. I feel bad saying that. Now look look at me. I just oh, not no one's ever going to talk to me again. What do you mean you don't think that I do what I'm supposed to do? Anyway, so anyway, this <laughs> this writing exercise is meant to push you out of your comfort zone, teach you something, a discipline. I mean, this one especially. This one has like so many faceted light beams shining off of it on things that's going to help you improve as a writer if you do this. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, what, how it will help you change and grow as a writer. But that's where you do the exercises. You know, you do those things to flex your muscles. You don't run without stretching. You know, you don't paint the picture without dipping your paintbrush first, right? So it's important to do things like this. So what I'm going to have you is we're going to be picking apart our prompts. And you should do this, but not just with the prompts that I gave you earlier, because that's ones you'll be using for this, but also with anything that you sit down to write. You know, take you know two, three minutes and do this little exercise before you write to anything. You get an idea, write it down and do this. Pick it apart. So you pick apart a prompt writing exercises. You're taking the prompts that I just gave you, and you're going to take the first one and write it at the top of the page. After you've gotten it, got it written on the top of the page, I want you to write at least ideas of poems you could write to that prompt. Don't write a poem to it yet. But sit down and, and write down the ideas for six different poems you could write to that one prompt. One of the most important things this does is helps you get out, help you get out of knee-jerk reaction, muscle memory, inspiration, visualization, visualizations <laughs> um, that we all get. You know, and I use this example because, but if I say December, all right, bet you dollar to donuts that every single one of you imagines something white in the first two things that your mind thought of. That's muscle memory. 
that's the things that gets like Google, the things get input the most, all of a sudden you start seeing ads for, right? So if you write those down, you know, one, two, three, you know, they're going to be the basic, the typical, the thing that everybody writes because they they get hit with this thought of snow and then they picture the blizzard and, you know, it reminds them of their mom yelling at them when they were a kid or whatever. Um, that's where I was going with that. I love this snow. Uh, it makes you look beyond the basic. And who wants to be basic? Basically, who wants to be basic, right? And find those things inside of you that are uniquely you. And we all know those kind of poems because we'll sit there and we hear another poem about December. We hear another Christmas poem. or We hear another winter festival poem or we, you know... Then we hear something that makes our backbone straighten. Something that, that makes your ears pointed when you're listening to it. And you're like a dog twitching your ears trying to get a better, a better hear on it. And those are the poems that are uniquely different. This is going to help you find those poems inside you. The poems only you can write. The ideas that only you have. All right. So write down at least six different poems you could write. To, and I'm saying at least because the more you write down, the better. I'd challenge you this year to uh, this next year in 2023 to set a goal of writing down at least 100. Write, you know, get in your journal and write one through 100, and then pick a prompt and put it at the top. And over the course of the year, write at least 100 different poems you could write to that one prompt. Do you guys ever challenge yourself like that? Do you ever push yourself like that? Okay. So anyway, write the first prompt at the top of the page. Write six different poems. You could write to that poem if you were going to write a poem to that poem or that prompt. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. All right. Um, So anyway, when you're done with that one, go on to number two, number three, number four, until you have at least six different ideas of poems you could write to each of the prompts that I gave you tonight. I promise you won't get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you and going off and running. All right. Next, we're going to do your journal assignment. And journal assignments are, they're the, they're the, the no makeup, haven't brushed your hair, you know, wearing the same pajamas the last two days because it's your days off, not changed, not cared. This, that's that kind of time. You know, this stuff is not that you do in here is not meant for public consumption. It's just meant for you to let go a little bit and get inside yourself, that intimate time with your with your brain. And the more you do this, the more your brain's gonna grab you and pull you in. So Using the prompts that I gave you, and I don't want you to overthink this. I don't want you to analyze it too much because it's going to be so crazy, stupid, nonsensical, clusterfuck of a, a thing that, you know, you're not ever going to want anyone to read it. But you are going to have so much fun, I swear, I promise. All right. So this is your prompted storytelling free write journal assignment. Say that three times really fast. I want you to take the prompts I gave you. And I want you to write the first one at the top of the page. And on this one, I'm going to give you the option of using one or two as your first one because the, the first prompt is actually part of a, ser- a set, a series. So let's say 
you're going to start with number two, and it's the stolen path. So you write the stolen path on the first line, and then you just keep writing a story until you can fit in the next prompt, which is sleeping witness. You know, the stolen path led me to this sleeping witness who was telling sacrificial lies during the binding season to the sound of madness of the wind. That's more like a poem. That's not really a story. But you get the idea. You have to go through the list of prompts in order, working them into your story. And then the very last line in the story was your 15 bonus line, which was, if you're going to read this, don't bother. How are you going to work that line into the last line of your story? If you're going to read this, don't bother. It's a lot of fun. You guys need to try this. If you haven't done this exercise yet, try it because you'll, you'll laugh. You'll be laughing, shaking your head at yourself. It'll be fun. All right. So now, real quick, I am going to go ahead and run through your prompts again real quick. Just once, jot them down. If not, come back, listen to the archives and grab them from there. These are the poetry prompts you will be writing to in these exercises and your December contest door prize challenge, whatever I'm calling it. I'll decide next week. So, number one. Part one, first let me introduce myself. Part two, the handful of likely suspects. And part three, this week's, let me set the stage. All right, prompts two, the stolen path. Three, sleeping witness. Four, sacrificial lies. Five, the binding season. Six, madness of the wind. Seven, painted remains. Eight, hidden gods. Nine, the memory of broken things. Ten, the last bones. Eleven, outrun the mercy. Twelve, can you hear them? Thirteen, inside the star's hollow. Fourteen, the deadly bed. And fifteen, if you're going to read this, don't bother. Which is a famous opening line for a book. Kudo points if you, someone can tell me what book it was from. All right. So that's it for the uh, workshop portion. As we close out this section of the show, I want to remind you that we concentrate. We, we, are, we are so committed to reading, reading, reading. Because if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. Input for output. Make sure you feed your brain. As our writer's discipline to keep our muses happy, to keep them active and fit. Every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. That's three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables are the counts on the lines. Each day go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. In, in all of your rushing around, doing this, doing that, doing the other thing, pay attention to those things that jump out and grab your attention, even if it's just for a moment. And stop and ask yourself why. Listen to the things around you that are talking to you because they'll give you lines for your poem. All right, so every day go out and find your 17 syllables. That's not perfect when you write it down. You can go back and change it later. The point is just to get it written down. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, a mini workshop. Remember again, if you missed anything, 
No problem. Come back, listen to the archives. We're going to play an audio track, and then we're going to get to our callers. The, uh, we always start and end every episode with an audio track, so if you've got something that you've recorded and you'd like to have me put it on the uh, air for the world to hear, just shoot that over to me, message it to me on Facebook, or send it to our email, which is the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. We'll get those up later to the show. I'm going to start the show tonight with a poem, John Kays. And John Kays is an absolutely incredible man. We uh, lost him last year, right around this time of year. And John took a prompt that I gave him. And it was to write the 12 Days of Turkey, a Thanksgiving poem. And so he did that. And I pulled it off one of the past years where he read it, and we played it last year. And I'd like to play it to start the show out with this week, just because we didn't do a show on Thanksgiving, and I want to make sure that it gets uh, gets paid, played, paid, tossing pennies to heaven. All right. So anyway, this is John Kay's with Thanksgiving poem. Here we go. Awesome, Mr. John Kay's. Oh, well, let me read my annual Thanksgiving poem. This is created because you gave me a poetry prompt like four years ago. Uh, I remember I it. A, I love this poem. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And uh, it seems like every year on Thanksgiving I read it. So. The 12 Days of Thanksgiving. Day one, we ate turkey and listened to Alice's Restaurant. Day two, we ate more turkey sandwiches than we could count. Day three, we ate turkey soup with tomatoes and rice. Day four, we ate turkey burritos. The change was nice. Day five, we ate the leftovers cold. No one wanted to bake. Day six, we ground up some turkey and made hollandaise cakes. Day seven, we took a break and we ate nothing but vegetables. Day eight, we got yelled at for not eating the turkey on the table. Day nine, in a panic, we ate turkey until we blew. Day ten, we turned green and saw more turkey stew. Day 11, we protested and called a general ruckus. And day 12, we were thankful when mom threw out the carcass. Happy Thanksgiving. It was John Kay's Thanksgiving poem. And I am so glad that we have that here to play and share those fingerprints we leave behind us, right? All right, you guys. It is time to get to you, the poets. We had a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of the show, and I'm running about five minutes over time, so sorry about that. It's time for you guys, though. So once again, if you'd like to call in and share a poem. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. 15, 16, 16 now, I got used to get 16, that muscle memory in the brain, remember? 16 years worth of shows, and if you read a poem on one, and somebody went back 
11 years and heard it and it's like, oh my God, that just changed my life. Who wrote that? And you didn't give your name. That's going to be really sad. So never, ever, ever, you are literally publishing your poem verbally right now. We have 15 years worth of back issues you can go to, or 16 years worth of back issues you can go look at. So make sure you introduce yourself, very important. You can read two poems, and if the lines get too busy tonight, and that needs to be switched to one, I will let you know when it reaches that point. But right now you're good for two. If it happens in your turn, I'm very sorry. When you are done reading your poems, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important to build a social network, a writer's network, you know, especially in this day and age, and that is going to be one of the workshops I'm going to be talking about. We'll be talking about a lot of that. You know, what what do you do now? You know, it's not like it used to be. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that because I'll go off on a tangent again. So give you your URL. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, and you're good to go. I'm going to announce the first three callers. We're going to be bringing Jimmy on with us in just a moment, and we'll have him read a couple poems, and then I'll put him to work. He's going to stay with me until he has to pick up his son. I don't know if he's going to be back or not. I'll have to ask him. So we have Jimmy, and then we have area code 731, and then 860. Those are going to be our first three callers. So you kind of have a heads up on where you're going to be coming up soon if you are. Jimmy, save me from myself. Board's being sticky. Are you there? Yeah, you're too late, Nella. Hi, are you yeah, picking up your son? I'm getting ready to leave right now. So just bump me down three calls, down to third, and we'll see how that goes. Just um, mute your phone and message me when you get back, if you want, unless you want yeah. to hang up. Yeah. Message me. Okay. Well, yeah, I thought it because he'll probably want to talk to me, and I don't know if it's Okay, okay. Um, I'll, watch for you. I'll watch for you to come back on the line if you, if you hang up. Well, I'm not going to hang up, right. but... Oh, okay. All right, then just mute yourself and we're good. Just okay. let me know when you're back. All right, honey. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and grab area code 731. Are you with me, my darling? Hello, Nyla. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you, Michael? Mm-hmm. I'm doing magnificent, doing great. Um, Hey, I'm glad I was ready. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm usually usually ready when I I call in, though. I I talked a lot. I feel bad. Why? You had some catching up to do. I did. I did. So... What what has what's been going on with you? How is your holiday, and what are you going to read? Well, the holiday was absolutely astoundingly wonderful, and and I've got two poems here to read. Um, one is uh, kind of whimsical and maybe just a little silly. That's okay. We don't have to be serious all the time. No. It's somewhat of a sonnet. It's called. Without Disguise by Michael Todd. 
she was genuine, came without disguise, queen of the ball, the ultimate door prize. To come here to see her was really not wise. Some risks are worth taking, I might have prize. First trip here out on a night with the guys, admittedly, I was taken by surprise, not just to see what a dollar buys, relax to grind, come with what it implies. Whether you get lost in innocent eyes, play cat and mouse games to get near your thighs, never successful with multiple tries, game comes to a halt as the music dies. Leave at last call, no farewell I'll reprise, someday this dancer will be my demise. End poem. <laughs> I loved it. That was incredible, Michael. The research was great for that poem. I just want you to know that uh, that's lasting, <laughs> lasting uh, in parts upon me there. What, research? People do research for their poems? Yeah, you don't usually see them with 14 lines rhyming on a sonnet, though. I think that breaks the rules. I think it purists would say, well, that doesn't count. Okay. Well, you know, you have what to know the it? rules in order to break them, and then if you know the rules and you break them, then you're just being creative. If you do it yeah. wrong because you don't know, then, then you know, that's on you. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What's the other one you're going to share, honey? Well, the other one, we talked about this a few weeks ago, the little anniversary that was coming up for me is on uh, November the 22nd this past, which is a few days ago, the 2012 Poets Roundtable posted what we called 300, and that was number 300 out of, you know, posting a new poem every Friday for 300 consecutive Fridays. This was it. We closed it. We we brought it to an end. And uh, the writers on that one were the, uh, I guess you'd call us team captains. It was the staff. In the order of the written was uh, myself and Dahlia and Laney and Ruggie and Eustacia and Carter. <clears throat> and um, and we we never we never went back. It's been ten years, and we never went back to Poets Roundtable. Yeah, I've had people ask me along the way, like, whatever became Poets Roundtable, where is it? And I say, back in 2012, where it belongs. So <laughs> anyway, I will, and I will just say this one one thing before I read it is when when uh, the word canon comes, it's spelled C A N O N. Very important to the uh, directive of the poem. So, <clears throat> this is Poets Roundtable 300 Closure. A perfect storm as stars fade forlorn, stray to dichotomy, as with tide its spume surge to vacuum in silent soliloquy. Vestige in transit, lacking bracing bit, a loose cannon. Time well spent defers, mordant, just brickle and undone. The elements reign while powers wane, leaning toward implosion. 
as the proverbial thread snakes the foundation, claiming widespread erosion. The pillars left standing unite, commanding their own execution, and watches the sum of their parts fall, taking all in absolute resolution. The sun is ever so tired. A simple breeze from a sigh could blow it out. As eternity had no origin before time, it'll have no end after the end, no doubt. This word's beginning and end will remain gently enclosed, so to speak, raw in its cycle of common understanding, a treasure both stark and unique. The earth trembles under our feet, then like an ancient dinosaur egg, it cracks. Fractures, collisions, split-second decisions to step forward or back. Separate pieces of rock set adrift, what belonged together slowly falling apart. Lost little islands, sailing seas of magna, broken apart, broken stone, broken heart. Down the chasm of changing labyrinths, the moaning of bats echoes to unsounded depths. In seething water, the frantic croaking of countless frogs seek non-existent breath. And with musty stench, the bowels of the earth spew every dreaded monster clad in dark myth as every trigger happy finger commands mushroom clouds to hold even in death the skiff. Each slavering beast, all those who dwell within the cities, and each soul that ever was born withers and fades as time slips away in the firmament phrase as a cloth too far worn. Till at last the colors in the music grow faint and the hum of the void devours all illusion and the castle, that alabaster Olympus, stands alone in eternal entropic confusion. Inside a lady cries, how's it broken? We've loved it too much that it should end this day. The Lord trembles, what will become of us, we poets who have crafted together? each having to say. We've imbued this round table with our laughter and tears, clung to it, lay upon it when gripped by dark fears. It is the story of us all, of all our lives and loves. Moreover, it is our bond, one to all through the years. But the voice within says, you've loved all you can, you dreamers. For a time, you were never alone. Now the lonely tears come, your story's written and done, for the poet's round table is gone. You know, that that was such a staple. I mean, you, you think about I mean, you, you you think about this, right? MySpace was a huge huge community, like really the big the first big social, truly big social network thing out there. And so you had people from all over the world writing with you. And I can tell why those were your captains, by the way, because that, that poem was absolutely seamless. I can't pick out an individual voice because they all mesh so well together. But, I mean, you, you guys were pretty epic in that whole community. You had a huge impact on so many writers. It, it, it was sad. It was like, you know, when Elvis died or something. My mom was so sad for you forever. She like mourned for a year. But you know, and, and it's just—it's beautiful. Absolutely, that was an incredible poem. 
and some of the most amazing voices that's awesome thanks I know I did a couple of them with you you did you did magnificently and yes you did you did one of you did one of the four stances on one that I didn't even write on I just orchestrated and put the theme together and uh, it was called it's complicated and boy that one had some revelations wow that would be an all, all in the all time top. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't even know but if I have a copy of that. You should send it to me if you have it. I have everything. I have everything. Sure do. So uh, I'll be happy to do that for you. Thank you. I all appreciate right. it very much. Read it, I'll read it on the show one day. How's that? I'll do both. That I'll works. Read it on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. You well, it's time for me to step aside. If anybody wants to come visit me, you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, and uh, that's where I hang out in my little private corner of the world. When my space closed, that door opened for me, and that's a pretty good place. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. and love you so much. Great pieces to start out the show tonight. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. All right. Bye, sweetie. Mr. Michael Todd. And Boomy, the boombox. All right. Next caller comes from area code 860. I think, isn't that Krista? Krista, yeah. I was, I was going to say. So, do you I think I say your name wrong. Yeah, it rhymes with Trisha, because in Polish, S-I-A-S-H-A, so no worries. And then... Um, yeah, so it's Chris, Chris, not Krista. Krista. Krista, like Trisha. Okay. Okay. All right. So now, yeah. I, now, I'll, now I will endeavor, now that I've trained myself to say it the other way, I will endeavor to say it correctly. But if I, if I mislabel your name, know that it's, it's not intentional, and I love you. I love you too. You're not the only one, so I don't. I don't really correct. I don't really correct people like you know. Maybe when I first meet them, you know, and then like elderly people, I don't like. I, I just I'm so used to it. But um, yeah, it's really funny because uh, sometimes I'll say you know my uh, pronunciation. You know, Krista rhymes with Trisha, and it'll be like a Bob. It rhymes with Mob. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was gonna say. So, do you recognize and or my area code or my voice? So, all right. I'm, so, I don't. I just want to say I'm sorry about your bad the bad week, and um, all my love to you. Sound good. Sounds good. Sounds good. And I'm very happy to be here because um, I just had my second procedure on my lower back, buttocks or coccyx, I should say, and yeah, it's just a lot of stuff going on, but. My pain, my friends are so sick of hearing about this, but you're new to hearing this. My pain neurologist is hot. <laughs> and he's, he's seen my butt twice. He's seen my butt twice, right? 
And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's 30. I, I looked up how old he is. He's 20 years younger. So, like, pretty soon I'll say, because I'll be seeing him regularly, I'll say to him, so, is your dad single? <laughs> and he's Lebanese. And, oh, my gosh. Those are some beautiful people, because they're, like, in the middle of Europe and the Middle East. Oh. Yeah, I've not seen one bad-looking <laughs> Lebanese man. So anyway, interestingly enough, um, for, um, you know, my long epic here, Dirge Ballet 13 Dancers coming out in December, and I stayed up all night because I've never been happy with number three. I kind of pulled it in there just because someone really loved the poem and it didn't really fit. So finally I'm like, you know what, I'm not happy with it. So I stayed up all night writing this one, and um, – it's really influenced by Lebanese culture because I looked up, um, I listened to the music because he was playing it when I was in the hospital. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And um, so this video, oh, it's so beautiful. I can send it to you, Messenger. And, oh, my gosh, this woman takes four, five lines of a poem um, of a Lebanese poet. And I actually took two of the lines, so that's going to be in my notes at the back of the book, you know. So I'm going to read that. Um, and then... Yeah, it's just one poem because it's, yeah, it's a double. So um, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. okay. So this is Dirge, a ballet for 13 dancers, and this is Act 3, Empty Temples, 12 dancers. All right. Sorry, my cursor's not. Okay. Uh, okay. Three empty temples, uh, 12 dancers. Night pulls new hostages down for the dream world. It doesn't have a time. Stones are heavy before they become blackbirds. I came to you as a child who lost the details of life in empty spaces for you to redraw an era I lost. Some gods are too hungry to pluck another's hunger. Their wide black eyes collecting painful souvenirs are tamed by sorrow. There were too many hours and objects, objections, not like before. Desire took her own sequence of footsteps down Monday's cluttered cartography. In the desert, the mirage was a sign of confusion, normalized by the gathering sandstorm, bevy of lutes, wooden flutes, and techno violins. Beyond the infinite play of red moon shadows, desert wind patterns, coins from an ancient fallen city, that no longer can purchase the sea's reflection. I should fix that. I babysat your sadness last night and left before you woke, handing off the baton to the restless ghost of your house that finds you charming. When I fell prostrate at the temple, I pulled my entire city of birds down to show you how the poem celebrates its staccato chords, realizing too late that this became too cerebral. That book you're reading or writing Someone kept sending unfinished stories that followed like a dream that wouldn't end even though you kept waking. In the diaries of the somnambulist, every dream is a new city, a magic room in a house that multiplied. The joker that was dealt offered a bizarre sense of humor. Just make sure she doesn't carry weapons. The borders, as usual, are questionable. Everyone was trying to get out of town, see themselves from somewhere else. It's okay to be lost on one-way streets, working in the dark, hazel with cloud, filling out paperwork with your name so you can belong. Once we cauterize the bleeding, you'll be wiser. 
Once on a high floor of the skyscraper, your image will multiply. You now live on Choice Street in the city of Renewal in a state of gentle chaos and work for the Department of Speculation. I know you are wondering about all this once you come to terms with terms created haphazardly. The inhabitants of ancient city ruins gather at the perimeter to hold the world in place while they take turns on an arduous pilgrimage to the center to trampoline back to gods and goddesses. Note, not all games were designed to justify our performances. I'm resentful of the not the I don't believe in. There was no rowing to God, our subject said. I didn't mean to pretend to be incredulous, dubious, misguided, dangerous, make the locals stare, shift solace away from itself. We should confess to imperfections diligence, starting ingrained woes in chalk against obscurity. I have found the missing encryption to unlock the afternoon, but then I missed it again. Melancholy ensconces between chapters the gaps on the vinyl between songs. Now that the sky tells the story of sky, until we forget what the sky has told us. The main characters of the ensemble dream have jumped off the stage, abandoned the audience for the stage. The line of questionable propriety is always personal. I don't feel like capitalism anymore. No one else will understand. Erase the gaps between Y and Z, the ending, a circular mouth on syllables, resurrecting sound. It's time to tell the ghosts who erase our words, jealous we can speak them, everything. While the electric piano, piano is still playing in the bombed out temple room, they're afraid for you. Dismantle the clock and breathe at the altar on landmines. The body never sleeps in the same room. Nothing is forever but forever. Verbs in the story fall out. Being equals an event. The film on consciousness defines it. The text I am writing disappears. End poem. That was amazing. That was, you know, when I, okay, one of the things that when I'm talking about learn creative, try to find new ways of saying things that aren't uh, the the basic typical. So, I mean, your poem is full of lines like that, but one of them that I wrote down because it caught my ear was, you babysat, I babysat your sadness last night, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote this whole thing. Uh, overnight. <laughs> I pulled it all nighter, right? Because the book's going to come out, you know, by Christmas, mm-hmm. not by my poetry reading. But I will tell you the lines from this beautiful video I'm going to send you. These are the, the lines from the poet. I came to you as a child who lost the details of life in empty spaces for you to redraw an era I lost. That's incredible. So yeah, there were five lines. I think this was like, you know, number one and number three I pulled. But, yeah, I'll put it in the notes at the end. <laughs> well, great job on that. And I really enjoyed oh, listening you. to it because once I once yeah. I started catching my ear, I mean, and, and your writing has always been that way. You know, I've really connected with, with your work. Uh, so I love oh. listening to you read. But I started like, okay, let's, I'm going to start taking a tally and seeing how many of them fit into that category and just, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to hear you share, honey. Uh, what were you going to say about, or I missed what you said about like a category or something? That was like I didn't know what three whole said. minutes ago. No, no, no. You just said something like your last sentence about, I don't know, 
doesn't matter. Second to last sentence doesn't matter. So I took up enough time. <laughs> um, I, I got to piggyback, piggyback, leapfrog the frog whisperer, Mikey, and um, the coin operator clone. So people can find me at www.krishajopek.com, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com, and on Facebook. So, Nyla, I love you so much. I'm happy to be here. I am you. glad you called in. You were gone for a bit. You, were, you weren't able to come as often, and and I miss you when you're I out here. And I'm really glad you've been able to. Thank you. I was gone for various reasons, so, you know. You're you're allowed so. to have a life. Just know when you're not here, I miss you. Well, it's not a life. It's just physical, you know, mental, and then writing. So, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'll try to be here as much, as much, as much. Now that the book's going to be done, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, read. <laughs> and I'm going to be here, and, yeah, I'll have so much more time. Well, do you want to come do mine so I can just still sit here and be here? And then um, you can write my my book for me. <laughs> and then I okay. And then I will put. I'll be your ghostwriter. I won't ghost you. And then um, I am going to put this poem on my um, website. So someone wants Very to read cool. it again. All right. You take good care. I'm glad and, you're okay. <laughs> I am. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Okay. Okay. All right. Hearing your voice too, Nyla. Take care. I will, honey. Thank you. Okay. Let's go ahead and mute Krissa. Check on Jimmy. And then we are going to grab, we are going to grab area code 219, our next caller. I'm going to give the next three. We have 219. Eight, three, two, and eight, six, zero. Unless Jimmy gets back, in which case when he gets back, I'm going to have him read. So he gets his place back in line when he gets back here. All right. So let's go ahead, grab two and nine. Brother, two and nine, brother O. Hello, now how are you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. It is really good to hear from you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what are you going to share with us tonight, sir? I'll share uh, the poem called uh, Brother O, the Epitome of Resilience and Perseverance. I saw my share tonight. <clears throat> Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and demonstrate mental toughness. Resilience is also the ability to emotionally cope with a crisis by using mental processes and behaviors and promoting personal access to protect itself from potential negative effects of stressors. Perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty, delay, and achieving success. In other words, you have to be persistent and tenacious by displaying raw determination and resolve, having both staying part of the pace of the job by remaining dedicated and diligent. 
His journey called life requires plenty of stamina and endurance by seeing folks in command of living to your massive potential despite the numerous difficulties that you encounter. My dear brothers and sisters, yours truly is the epitome of both resilience and perseverance. Getting a heart condition since birth, undergoing a heart surgery and preparing for heart transplant during numerous episodes of regular heartbeats and numerous hospitalizations during the stroke three years ago has shaped me to the resilient brother that everybody knows his brother over the living miracle professor of poetry. Living a, as a black man in these divided states of America has helped love my perseverance despite all the daily challenges I face. I'm eternally grateful to be alive. You know, I'm not the dopest poet or the most proficient freestyler. I'm not as talented as gifted as a top-tier poet in this country. See, I don't have a lot of waste. So I'm not exciting entertainer. Well, I'm not a conventional, conventional poet either. While some poets have either retired or fallen off the radar, I'm always going to remain persistent because I refuse to allow my limitations to impede my progress. I refuse to allow doubters and haters to distract me from my mission and purpose. I refuse to set no for an answer. I refuse to be put in a box. I refuse to be typecast. I refuse to accept mediocrity and excuses. And I refuse to sell anything less than greatness. My dear brothers and sisters, I've been through hell and high water my 47 years of life. However, I truly believe that you have the natural abilities, persevered through every challenge that you have ever faced like myself. To close this poem, I'm sharing one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by chance by being in the right place at the right time. For the race is not given to the strongest swift. It's given to those who persevere through the challenges of life. And poem. Amen to that, right? Amen, yes. You know, it's like I was telling you when you called in last week, you know, all this crap that you're going through, and yet you do it with such grace. Yeah, and, grace, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, you know, you do, I, I, was, I was hoping it, I mean, I couldn't think of a better one than that. You know, you just do it with such grace and such... Um, think of the other word I'm trying to think of. Just inspiring I, I, and I, I graciousness I, 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 and gracious, grace and eloquence. How you put those two together? I'll let you pick your adjectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grace and eloquence, right? Yeah. Fantastic job on that. So, are you going to read two, my love? No, I was only doing one. Okay. Well, do me a favor then and tell everyone how they can find you. 
<clears throat> well, I can be found on uh, Facebook on Omar Brother Gathering. Uh, I had a couple of uh, TV interviews, the two local stations here in Indianapolis. Uh, I was interviewed by Wish TV, Channel 8, and the ABC affiliate, Channel 6 here in Indianapolis. Uh, that was uh, last week before Thanksgiving. It was a wonderful experience being interviewed for television and being interviewed for... Uh, <clears throat> for their stories, yeah, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful experience and inspiring experience. Uh, got a lot of facial live videos. I'll be this is the Christmas season, so I'll be posting a lot of my Christmas, my classic Christmas poems. I already got one up already, so just check me out, guys. I'm still here waiting on heart transplant, but uh, I won't too much long before I get get. Get, get what I the right heart. So thank you for always listening and supporting me while I've been in this hospital for over a year now. That's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> All right, my darling, appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing. And, um, you know, we're right there with you. Hey, so I appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. You're welcome. All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Okay, guys. Let's go ahead and grab Brother O. Love our Brother O. Let's go ahead and grab Jimmy and get him on with us now that he is back. Where'd you go, Jimmy? There you are. Are you with me? Jimmy, unmute yourself. Okay. <laughs> are we in? Are we are we good? You are. You are. <laughs> okay. So, very exciting. We've got Jimmy Ray Davis. Let me get this out of the way first from uh, I'll, I'll pull up Michael and it's, uh from East Las Vegas. Um in sunny Nevada. Yes, it's still warm here, but it's starting to cool down a bit. Not like the stuff the rest of you guys are going through. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, we have the anniversary show coming up right now. We're getting very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was reflecting earlier while I was waiting my trip. Well, I was in transit, but while I was waiting to get back, um, that every, every show really is like an anniversary here at the Speakeasy. You know why that is now? Why? Because it is a one-week anniversary from the last time we all got together. Time is precious, and I don't care if we measure it in a day or several hours or a week or 16 years like this show, but um, it's always wonderful to be back. Uh, it's just a comfortable place, you know, and uh, and it's always something new. You know, I hear when I tune in, and now I'm, I'm making sure I'm not missing a show. I'm here every week, and, you know, I'm hearing people I've never heard before. I'm hearing folks that I haven't heard for since the MySpace days. And uh, bringing mm-hmm. new people on, like Rich, the boat captain poet, he's a uh, dead society poet, his, his handle, actually. He's back to read again. He had such a good time the last time he called in. So, um, 
Yeah, so it's very exciting. And I'm sure you're not aware, but because uh, I know you're out of touch most of the week, but I did start, I did kick off my uh, Word Machinist Wonderland, which is a month-long celebration of Christmas. I will be posting uh, uh, Christmas poems and songs and stories every day for the entire month, all the way up through the 31st. You're not going to kill any elves, are you? <laughs> you know, you really take this dark poet stuff too far. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill any elves. You had a little girl freeze to death in the snow. You can't blame me for asking. Yeah, but I had a lot of a lot of characters actually made it. Did you forget Iron Horse Angel? <laughs> All right, we don't have to. We won't I, go there, but. I will never get past the little girl in the snow, sorry. So are, do you want to share uh, something with us real quick? Uh, should, maybe share one now, and then we'll get caught up in some calls and uh, have you share another one again, or maybe two at the end? I didn't know I was co-hosting the whole show with you. <laughs> but, um, oh, well, fine. You can say I'll a hike and get the hell out of here. I've been for a while. I have no. I I really would. I, I I'll stick around for as long as I can. I've I've got work okay. on the next uh, on the next Christmas post, and I've got to get it done by tomorrow. But yeah, I'll, I'll hang out for a while. We'll work it out. Um, okay. Just yeah. Just tell me when you're ready to go. Okay. So uh, in lieu of that, we'll go ahead and read you a poem now. I did post the first one for the one for, for the month long deal today. Uh, I'm going to read that one a little later, but this is this is coming up, and this is one that I wrote. Um, actually, I have the date here because I have the MySpace file in front of me. It was uh, actually this is the, this would be the anniversary of this poem. This was written on December first. Wow! In what are the chances of that? <laughs> yeah, 2007. Date created, date posted. This is called Unwrap My Heart. I'll think about you this Christmas and of all the things we shared. Mistletoe doesn't work so well without you standing there. I might go by a Christmas tree and extend its limbs vocation, but I don't think it would look so good without your pretty decorations. Should I make a Christmas dinner, a traditional wondrous feast without you sitting across from me? A dismal meal, to say the least. I'd buy some gifts with great thought and wrap them with the utmost care. Alas, they would remain unopened, unruffled, and unshared. Remember singing Christmas carols with the kids from down the street? I'd like to sing those songs again, but my heart can't find the beat. The toy stores are bustling, inviting games and puzzles and boxes with lids. I'd love to buy every last one of them, but we never had any kids. So, baby, I think I'll wrap myself up, pretty paper to be pulled apart, and wait for you to untie the bow and unwrap my aching heart. And Paul. Aww. Aww, got me right in the feels. Yeah, they got you forgetting about the frozen girl in the snow, though, didn't it? <laughs> Her name was Blueberry. Blueberry, I remember. <laughs> I know, because you love Little blueberries, blue. and I 
A little blueberry. Our frozen little blueberry. That was the last line. You hated it. Oh, now, you know what? I have blueberry bushes in my yard, and I've got a whole freezer full of blueberries. Oh. So I thanks. I put it on my oat, put them in my oatmeal in the winter. Now I'm going to think about that every time I go get frozen blueberries out of the freezer. But but you're also it makes you think of a poem from your favorite word machine is so there's some good in that too. <laughs> That's true. So do you want to read another one now or do you want to hold off and and do? No, well you can. I don't know when you're going to have to leave. You can go ahead and read your second one now. Well, I was just trying to hold it hostage. Since, <laughs> since you. Uh, since you're twisting my arm, I guess. Um, all right, that's a good. Of course, you know, I'm usually right on the ball here. All right, now, so the one I the one I posted today, uh, I did do a montage a video that showed little clips of of several of the poems that I will be uh, reading for the month of December. Uh, we will culminate in, I'm going to just a couple notes here. We will culminate with, um, well, I think it's, it's probably the most powerful of all of the poems that I've written about Christmas. It's called Five Christmas Wishes. I've read it on the show here before more than once. And um, but we're going to save that probably for December 22nd show. Also, uh, there's a poem I wrote back in 2006 on MySpace, and it's called Merry Christmas, but spelled Merry, M-A-R-R-Y. Okay. And that is actually a, it was written as a, I guess you, I guess I would describe it as an Irish Christmas drinking song poem. So I don't want to read that one because I want to, you know, we talk about when we do our, when we read our poems, it is, it is a performance we're performing. And poetry is art, so why wouldn't it be performance art? And if I'm going to read this particular poem, I think I'm going to have to be smashed. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> and I know you love it. So this is called, uh, this one here is called uh, Christmas Lies. And I posted this today, I made a video for it new presentation and this the title always throws people off because when people say oh lies who's telling lies at christmas not quite what we're talking about but i'll let you check it out and you can let me know what you think this is called christmas lies you can say some words that you don't really feel you can pretend what has happened just as it real you can buy tons of gifts beg borrow and steal but christmas lies in the heart you can cry in the dark and wish on a star. You can drive to the ocean in your beat-up old car. You can be the king of your palace, hell, even a czar. But Christmas lies deep in the heart. You can sing jingle bells until your throat becomes sore. You can mow down fellow shoppers, gift-browsing at stores. You can believe that Kris Kringle is just a minion of lore. But Christmas still lies in the heart. You can make love by the fire, be the sexiest beast. You can say grace before you obliterate that feast. You can ignore that star that lights the sky in the east. But Christmas lies within your heart. 
You can fake up your makeup, plaster that rouge. You can stand in the middle of a cold, sleek deluge. If you scoff at the Yuletide and be an Ebenezer Scrooge, then Christmas dies in your heart. And poem. You know, that really had a melodical pace to it that, I mean, you, you could very easily turn that into a song. Uh, you know how I write. I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of, I do a lot of poems like that. I, I, sometimes I'll have a tune in my head when I'm actually writing them. But, uh, yeah, it's, but it goes back to what we've talked about with flow. And even if it's not something specifically written as a song, probably the most aggravating I, and, I, and I find it with some of my old own poems, you know, older poems. I'll pull one up. I'll be, I haven't looked at it in years. And the flow has to be right, you know. We know that poetry is subjective, and that's why, uh, you know, we all have our opinions, and we like, you know, we like what we like, and we like traditional, we like this, we like that. But um, the one thing that that we, as, as that I think is important is, is to, and that's why it's important when you write a poem, even when you're satisfied with it, read it back to yourself, read it out loud. Cause a lot of times in writing, you don't hear it, but when you read it back to yourself, you go oh, too many syllables. I do that. I do. So I do syllable counts all the time. Now I do syllable counts, syllable changes. And because we want it to flow and when it flows, it is almost melodic. It's true. It's true. Let's do it. All right. Let's my dear. You ready okay. to, uh, no shit, right? You ready to uh, talk to a poet? Sure, let's see who we got. We have, we have area code 832, Soldier Blue. Hey, what's up now? Hey, hey. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, hey, I'm glad I stuck How around. Doing, huh? I'm doing great. I'm glad I stuck That's around. Good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Like, you know me. I got I got my own take on all of that kind of kind of kind of stuff as far as it goes because it's like because I was thinking when you're talking about you know uh, uh, the the reflex thing, yeah. my reflex doesn't go go with white. <laughs> it goes with it goes with all of the stuff that I know has, that happened uh, you know in and around the holidays to my people. At the same time as everything else was going on, so it's it's a totally different reflex there. <laughs> Ain't no happy happy nothing going on around there, baby. <laughs> but um, no, it's just uh, Soldier Blue, and um, I just uh, was reading something uh, real interesting in an article and um so I basically took the framework of uh what you know, what they were talking about and um and wrote something to it because it's not uh I guarantee you it's not something a lot of people are familiar with on a you know on any kind of daily basis because they don't they don't see it uh going on around them. And this um this piece is called uh, Dropping. Dropping through the pools of laughter to the stains of pain you know are there. Are you listening, burned into burial secrets, 
Can you hear the rawhide twine laced to bundles of wrong-made bones? Or simpler still, there the wrong label the bones you heard about in passing on a shelf under glass in a museum whose bones, sides of torso, skins are suspended in a smothering rush of formaldehyde, dust of ages, ashes, necrosis. Blank eyes filmed, eye sockets cavernous in Silenced, are no longer looking for the sacred dreams. Drago home Clouds gather for the thunders to mutter about the sacrilege burning with their rage, woven skeins of wonder. Givago. Sticks versus stones, cross-fries with the wrongly handled bones. Well, he, roasted, flayed imagery of another gist of times described as history. 7,200 remains, funerary objects dug up in the Ohio River Valley. The Humane Society kept in neat boxes until... Someone trustworthy, non-native, honest, non-native, with integrity, non-native, could figure out what to do with the remains of ancient people's lives they had no business interfering with in the first place. Oh, yeah. Oh, gone. These were not war honors. This was no treasure trove of a sanctioned war party. This is the obscenity of an alien people's industry in itself, a war upon the lives and lifeways of red earth. What grace is left for those whose eternal bones should be at peace, not strapped in a box? Differences of opinion, differences of thought, the black, the white, the red, the many shades of red earth that defy the black and white statutes and limitations. When spirituality is not taught and is not given its due as being the sacred of our earth. Credo of the formal Ohio Historic Society before 2014, reasons for being a non-native rationale was to keep the things coming out of the ground in Ohio. So to keep them in Ohio. What? I don't even know what the fuck that means. It sounds circularly stupid. 45 nations, 45 first nations of red earth. Blood burdens, burn, pain, scars, death, 45 Nations have ties to these ageless remains. You will gather for Christmas. We shall gather at the OHC warehouse where lay the ties that bind us to our lands, to our peoples. Neither dust nor death ends our obligations to our own. The Potawatomi can tell you the removed Shawnee of Tecumseh's people in the police state of Oklahoma can tell you we as red earthen peoples of all our nations of this turtle island can all tell you aftermath 
of another battle, another war. Of course, it's messy. What did you expect? 7,200 remains and funerary objects roughly handled, roughly desecration. NAGPRA, Native American Grave Protection Repatriation Act. Put that on a war standard. Genocide is never finished. Mysterious war standard, we will follow it. Raise the flames to meet the sunrise that never dies. There should be many meetings. There should be many more ceremonies. The sacred smoke should fill the skies with the shaking thunder sounds of red earth sending a voice. It is said that one of our blood brother relations is the central voice for this reformed group beneath this historical name. Brother, we call upon you, S.O.L., to remember one thing above all else. In this circle of becoming one once more, intertribal or individual nation gravesite, Blood calls to blood! We are the ghost road born. We were given life from breath and marrow from just such old bones as these. Well, he, our eyes as sharp as old crows. We see everything through the meat of dreams. As we wake to walk upon this journey of home. Jimmy? Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm going to have to actually take off. Uh, uh, something came up, but I, I had to stay to wait to, to speak on this piece. Uh, Rafe, I, you know that, and I can't say for certain because I, I, you know, haven't obviously read or heard them all. But that is probably one of the most powerful statements in a poem uh, that I've ever heard. And and the way you presented it, unforgiving, uncompromising, stark, very real. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the thing is, is that it's fine if people, obviously far removed can't understand but just because you can't understand doesn't mean that you can't listen and brother i listened and you got me and uh wow just uh, it really truly was uh you you know your shifts in tone Uh, you know the exclamation at the part parts needing it hammering it home um might be one of the most powerful pieces i've ever heard read and that's no that's no BS. Thanks, Jimmy. Absolutely. Right. And you know you were you know you were talking earlier about you know writing too, writing with you know some some uh, you know with music and I mean for me, it's most all it's nine times out of ten it's it's all it's about uh, somewhere between the hard rock and the blues and and uh, this in this particular case I was listening to a, a group called Texas Sippy Coalition. They had a they have a song called Fire in the Hole. I'm gonna tell you what, baby, and I'd like to say I was rolling with that one, bro. 
I'm gonna look that one up. It's like it's a hell of a song, baby. Fire in the hole, Texas shipping. Yeah. Texas Hippie Coalition, or THC for short. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I got it. I got it, Reed. Madeline? Awesome, Reed, sweetie. Jimmy, thank you for being Hang on a second, um, soldier. Jimmy, thank you for sure. being here. I appreciate it, hanging out with me. Let me make sure I got the show started and everything okay. And um, go enjoy the rest of your evening. I turn you loose with my thanks. Absolutely, Nyla. Anytime, you know, you can always count on me. Rafe, you take care, brother. Uh, real right. quick, Nyla, just because I'm, I'm, didn't get to do the sign off before. Obviously, just if you want, if anybody wants to check out my, my work, Word Machinist on all platforms: Instagram, TikTok, uh, Reverb Nation, YouTube. I did just start my author page on Facebook, which is kind of important because that's that's a real building point, and that's Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. So if you key that in, you'll find it. And definitely everybody come by and check it out. Nyla, thank you again. And Rafe, brother, you take care. You too, brother, Jimmy. Thanks, sweetie. You guys have a good night. Absolutely. Fantastic read on that, sweetie. Thank you, Miss Nyla. Yeah, I just You're kind very of, welcome. Just, just that, that was one of those things that just kind of came around the corner at me. I wasn't expecting it, but, you know, when that's when... When I when I read through everything and read read what it was about, I had to say something. Yeah. And you say it awesomely, sweetie. Do me a favor. Tell sure. everybody how they sure. can find you. Sure, no problem. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com, and then underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then I also have my uh, uh, podcast, which is called Red Earth One. And if you separate those words, it'll get you there a little quicker. And I have uh, some relatively new works on there, and I'm going to be putting some more new works on there probably in the next week or so when I get a break from having to do repairs and various other things that, you know, just kind of jump up in your face, and you gotta just take care of them as they, they come to you. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll get the as I, as I can. I will, you know, get those uh, get those get those works on there as well, because regardless of whatever else goes on with, for, at least for me anyway, I gotta be I gotta be true to that the what is what I consider. You know that better part of me, which is you know the work that I can put out there in awareness, you know, for the various issues and things that come up with with native people. And it's not so much that it's me saying it; it's just that I have, you know, I just I can't sit still. I got to say something. So I I I focus on that. And very well, you do. All right, baby. Give everyone your website again. All right. You got uh, 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 Ray Wild at uh, Facebook. There's Soldier Blue in parentheses beneath that, and then also uh, Red Earth One, which is my podcast. And you can find me in those two places, or you can find me also on uh, uh, Reverb Nation under Soldier Blue Blue, and that's that's also me. And got some of my uh, podcast works on that as well. 
cool. All right, you guys, make sure you go over and check him out. Show him some love. Search Blue, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for sharing that, and it was incredible. Thank you, Miss Nyla. Appreciate you, baby. Glad you're with us. Yeah, me too. Glad you're with us safe and sound, baby. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me Yeah. I like you. Glad you're here. Glad you're here safe and sound, baby. All right? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Love you, brother. Love you too, Miss Nyla. All right. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Yes, ma'am. All right. Fantastic job. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you kind of know where you are. We have 860 followed by 850, and then we have our Skype caller, which I'm assuming may be Robbie. Let's go ahead and grab 860. 860. I think that's Jessica. Hang on, Jessica. I'm trying, honey. Good. What was that? I can hear you now. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I have to admit that I failed the assignment <laughs> to, How? to do a haiku a day. I did, like, ta- a bunch of them, and then I completely, like, just slacked off, and each day I didn't write one. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm going to go back to writing them. I'm sorry I, I failed the assignment. When is it, see, that's something that people do. If they miss the day, they use it as a crutch to stop. Well, I yes. broke my streak. Now I have to talk. But you aren't allowed to do that. You just get up, okay. brush the dirt off, and keep going if you miss a day. Oh, by just the don't way, quit. That's, you, that's the whole thing. Like, I know haikus are supposed to be about nature. Is it not, like, really a haiku if it's not about nature? No. American haikus are completely different than a Japanese haiku. Oh, okay. So American haikus can be anything you can fit in that. Thing. Japanese haikus have a little more, they're a little bit uh, more structured on topic and what lines stand for what. And there's a whole, like, billions of different types of haikus. They're really cool. You know, it might be something fun for you to research this year. Okay. Maybe that can be your poetry challenge to yourself this year is learn about haikus, all the different ones, where they come from, history, and explore those. That would be fun. And if yeah, you write your haiku I, every day, by the end of the year, you're going to have a haiku book. That's true. Who written a haiku? Well, you don't want you. You know, in a book, you want to put anywhere between uh, sixty poems is a real good limit. You know, right yeah, around sixty poems so in a far, book is I have a good. Book coming out, so, and there's like, I think there was fifty, and now they think there's like fifty something because I keep writing new ones I want to put in it but I'm so it's yeah. written but I just my friend has to format the inside and the put in the you know all that and it's stressful yeah. for me thinking yeah. about having to get done but well I want to share a couple of my nature inspired haikus because you say you could share more than one if it was an assignment they're just kind of haikus and one poem I wrote the only poem I wrote since last week <laughs> Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the day two haiku, um, which is written in the 19th. Sunset, vibrant hue, lying on dank forest floor, one with nature's song. I posted that there. Oh, and both. That's beautiful. Thank you. And this is my other favorite, uh, the third, the, the three, day three. 
windy trail slow walk, exploring marshland flowers, watching blooming life. And Paul. That is beautiful as well. And so did you write those about nature because you think haikus have to be written about nature? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Some of them definitely are. <laughs> but you can write you can write them about anything you want to write them about, but you did a fantastic job fitting those not only in the structure but in the um, in the confines of them being nature poems. Very good job. Thank you very much. And um, oh, I'm glad you're okay. By the way, I am. I'm horrified to hear that you were assaulted. I just wanted to tell you I'm really happy that you're okay. I'm really grateful that I'm you're here. I'm sitting here right now with seven bites on my head. Seven bites? Bites on my head, yeah. It was pretty brutal. A dog? No, a person. What? Okay, we'll just yeah. keep that. But yeah. Okay, now <laughs> um, I have, what do you call it now? The poem, I'm trying to see where, oh, I know where it is, but I have to get to it, then I can share it. And then I could be on my merry way so other people can share their work. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I'm ready. It's called Crimson. She weeps incessantly, wishing for an end to her tragedy. Every day is more painful than the last. If only she could extinguish the burning embers of her past. In the deep abyss lies her torn flesh, burnt dreams, life ripped at the seams, where her soul goes to follow someday soon as she becomes hollow. Unless she keeps on chomping at the bit, a loner in the, this game with no place to sit. For there is no end, or so it seems, to overcoming her trauma, ripping flesh apart until it gleams. A never-ending nightmare, a pawn in this game forever, behind tired eyes that bleed crimson. In her misery, she lies in silence as she screams. End poem. That was phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you. I know it's really stars, girl. Thank you. Really dark. Like (laughs) usually, my poems have hope in them. Like the ends, like all hopeful and sunshiny. But I'm like. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, beauty beauty is not always beautiful. Exactly. Remember that. There's beauty and darkness. So funny beauty and darkness. I am so happy to be here today. I'm glad I got your little invite like twenty six minutes before like I thought twenty six minutes before the show. <laughs> so thank you again for the You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Tell everyone how to find you, love. <laughs> okay, Jessica Brooke Poetry is my author page, and I'm building followers on that. So um, come follow me, and if you want to read and see some videos and, I don't know, read some poems if anybody wants to, they can check me out there. And I also have a YouTube channel, Jessica Brooke Poetry, apostrophe, B-R-O-O-K-E, apostrophe. Poetry. All right, good night, Nyla. I had fun. <laughs> And I shall listen to reading and talking to you. Okay, good night. Good night, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, Henny. Okay.
All right. Okay. Our next caller. There we go. There we go. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 850. 850, you're on the air. Uh, that would be Rich. Uh, that is that our sea captain. captain. Oh, river captain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. That is me. <laughs> Welcome to the show, it's Captain. Much quieter. Thank oh, you captain. very much. It's much quieter this time. <laughs> Thank you. It's That's much quieter this time. So I can hear all. <clears throat> I uh, uh, went back and listened to uh, the archive of the last the last show, and I made notes and I wrote down the prompts. I'm I'm I love prompts. I run four prompt accounts on Twitter. I, I love prompts. And uh, <laughs> good. So uh, I love the. Uh, as you say, you can use it as a title, or it's a, I, I'll say on all mine, it's a springboard into something. You don't have to use it word for word. And I love seeing what people can take a simple phrase and totally go somewhere completely different with it and come out of left field with something. I love it. Uh, so uh, I had two uh, reads that, one, I'm feeling – Seriously inadequate, because these people are right. There's some epic poems getting shared. My stuff is awfully short, but uh, the uh, Soldier Blue, the gentleman that was just on, uh, Mm -hmm. I literally had to pick myself up off the floor. Sir, if you are listening, um, I'm uh, I'm blown the hell away. And... uh, if you don't mind me sharing this, uh, I found out, uh, I just turned 48 in October. I found out when I was almost 30, uh, my dad was a product of an affair. And uh, he was looking back in his lineage and uh, his bloodline, and he was trying to find his birth mother. This was all unknown to me. But uh, long story short, uh it I found out that I have uh she lived on a reservation. She uh I have native blood and I don't try to uh I don't try to put that or that's not me. I d I don't know I don't live that lifestyle, I don't know, but I felt obligated to write something because it uh is something near and dear to me. So if you don't mind me mm-hmm. sharing this, if I haven't bumbled too much. Please go uh, ahead. Yes. Was trying to, was, was just trying to, to harness my feelings about it a little bit. So <clears throat> a chill climbs my spine. Troubled times lie ahead. Tell me what to do. This naked soul is dying of thirst. Every day a little closer to gone. I stomp the ground in a wildfire sunset, praying the rainmaker will drop a little reckless mercy and douse this carnage. Leaving my footprints here as coded messages in the dirt. 
It's coded messages in the dirt. That that was a killer last line. That was like Thank the. You. Oh, you'll appreciate this. I was gonna say that's like the anchor dropped. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remembered you. Was, you're on the. You're a. You're a river boat captain. And yeah. Right. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Corpus Christi, Texas tonight. I was in New Orleans last time. I'm in Corpus Christi, Texas tonight. And. Uh, Okay, uh, if if you don't mind me sharing this, uh, I was driving home, I was coming home, I got home, I get home late, I live way out in a rural area in central Alabama, and driving home, there's this little country church with a big cemetery out to the side of it, and it's about one in the morning, after midnight. I'm passing this church and something catches me out of the corner of the my, corner of my eye. Oh, uh, there is a white horse standing in the middle of the graveyard, and it's switching its tail is what I call it. There's a farm next door. The horse was obviously loose from the farm, so I mean it's you know, but it was such a weird thing. Oh. Uh, fast forward. That was the night of May 19th. Saturday, May the 22nd, my aunt calls me, and I found out that my dad passed away at 11 p.m. May 19th, when about you an hour before I saw the white horse in the graveyard, my dad had passed away. So I sat down, and I wrote this oh. And this is another short one. I won't take much of your time, but uh, I wasn't really sure. It just I just felt like it needed to come out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel the moon's rage, though I'm still in the dark. Killing my history, these sins scratch my throat. Scars must breathe. Shadows of the pyre dance among these marble slabs in the warring earth as the white stallion with incendiary eyes steps slowly through the graveyard on hooves soon to bring thunder. End poem. I totally broke the rhythm up. The radio threw me off. I heard, I the, I heard the radio in the background. No, that's, you're, that's absolutely fine. And you just you kept going. You did great. Um, yeah. Read the last couple lines again for me. Okay. Oh. Um, Shadows of the pyre dance among marble slabs in the warring earth as the white stallion with incendiary eyes steps slowly through the graveyard on hooves soon to bring thunder. I love that. Again, you know, and that's both of these poems. It's almost the same comment. The very, it, it's really hard to write something because usually when we write, we write until we're done. And right. what this causes to have happen, especially when people don't edit work, is a lot of times we end up with weak bottoms. The endings of our poems don't have the same strength as the beginnings of them do. But both of these pieces oh. had an absolute bullet or mic drop and killer oh. end to both of those. Very strong well, I, I, endings. I, I, I loved it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. My... Uh, Oh, uh, 
like I say, I have no I have no schooling in writing. All I know is I'm just a, I've been an avid reader all my life, and I just I know what I like, and I know the stuff that grabs me. And oh, what I try to do, and it some of it comes from being part of the poetry community on Twitter and trying to tell as much of a story as I can in 280 characters. This, this is a, these two were expanded from that, but uh, that's what I try to do. But uh, whenever I've, I write something, I find myself, I'm usually captive to the, the feeling, however I'm feeling at that moment. If I'm depressed or I'm anxious or whatever, if I'm, you know, I can't make myself write happy if I'm feeling like hell, you know, or whatever. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm captive to yeah. that feeling. And then whatever prompts me on it, whether I'm working with a prompt or I just have something, some idea that's triggered, I usually, at that, and this might be amateurish, I don't know, but it's the way I do it. I think about, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this way. This idea is in my head. I want you to leave with this. I want you to leave with this feeling. I want you, when you close the book or close the screen, however you're getting it, I know what I want you to no, leave that's with. What you, and, that's what you really, that's really what you want to do, you know, and that's having the, you know, the conscious thought to be able to direct your writing. So fantastic job, sweetheart. Yeah. I'm really glad you had a chance Thank to call you. back in tonight. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm, I will be off work next time, so I, I should be able to call in again. So uh, I will be at home oh, next awesome. Friday. So, yes. So uh, uh, great writing to everyone, and I've taken up enough of the time. I know there's a lot waiting, uh, but I do thank you very much. Well, we appreciate you, honey. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. <laughs> Good night, Rich. All right. Our next poll, I'm thinking this next caller is Robbie, the Skype caller. So we've got Skype caller, then we have eight, excuse me, 484 631 419 815 Nope, 919, you're not in the lineup. 919, if you want to rain on the show, press 1, and I'll let me know it's okay to unmute you. 919. If you're here just listening, appreciate you. Change your mind anytime. Press one, and it'll be okay for me to bring you on. Let's go ahead and grab our Skype caller or block number caller or whoever you are. Hello, strange person who I don't know you are because you're on an anonymous line. Hello, Nyla. This is Jade Mist. Jade. Oh my God, you're not Robbie. Sorry, not Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I have missed you so much. You have no idea how much I've missed you. Thank you. Always nice to be wanted, and I hope you are. Uh, well, I heard what you said about the incident in the preamble of the show. So uh, I'm sending uh, healing thoughts and healing uh, vibes in your direction. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. I cannot wait to see what you brought tonight. Well, uh, I listened to the show last week, and you had this little subject matter where you gave candle alcohol 
Window River and doorstep mm-hmm. and to write something without using the word within the prose or it sort of just did this. Sort of I am so happy that you did your homework and I get to hear it. I cannot tell you. Okay, go ahead. You're not teacher's pet. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, this is more akin to uh, Gondo Gorilla writing. The, the subject is candle, and here it goes. Darkness always wants its way when the sun sets. Pour off the wax, it drowns the light. Smoke from tapers, now trim that wick. Insect flies into the glimmer. Put out that spark, hands so cold. Warm them by the flame. The mind sparkles with radiant ideas. Glare into the twinkle star. Dawn breaks. A smolder flutters away. Another waxen warrior awaits to battle the dark. The fits complete. You nailed it. I feel like I should have one of those plastic guns that's shooting dollar bills or hundred dollar bills all over the room because you nailed it. That was that was incredible. You did a great job on that. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Comme ça m'aida. I'm studying uh, <laughs> Korean. Korean, by the way, from what it's worth. That's very cool. Are you going to read you. two tonight, love? Now, just the one, I was, I had the skeleton of a story where you had the prompts from last week, all the multiple prompts to put that into a story. I have about a paragraph of that, but I don't think it's apropos to read that yet because I don't have all the prompts incorporated in it. It's actually not meant to be read unless you really love it and want to share it. So it doesn't have to be perfect. You're just supposed to have silly fun with it. So don't put too much stress on yourself to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. I still want to hear it. You're kind of cutting out. Uh, Why don't you tell everybody how we can find you before we lose you? Yes, please. Uh, I am exclusively here at the Speakeasy Cafe. This is Jade Mist. And again, uh, exclusive rights to the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And we will talk with you next week maybe, please, yes? Yes, and next week will be the anniversary show. No, the week after because Jim, it was supposed to be this weekend, and it can't or this Thursday. It can't be next Thursday because that's uh, Jimmy's son's birthday. Oh, understood. And so it's going to be on the yeah, it's going to be on the fifteenth. Understood, indeed. Everyone, take care. Uh, happy holidays, seasons greetings, and if you please, on to the next caller. Thank you, Jade. We'll talk to you soon, love. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 484. I think that's right. 484, you're on the air. 
Do I have the name right? Do I have the name right? <laughs> yes, ma'am, you do. How, How you are doing, you doing, honey? I'm doing I'm great. Going How are great you doing? Yourself? Wonderful. Uh, I'm not doing bad at all. Not doing bad at all. I'm glad. I know I miss I miss my daughter. I really do. I it's, this is psychological warfare with me right now. Um Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. I buried my daughter back in March. So I, I just it hits me from time to time. Hard sometimes. I understand so. that very well. Not um, exactly what you're going through, but the process of how that happens, how it, that grief will sneak up and just gobsmack you upside the head. Yes, definitely. Yep. yep. Um, I don't want to take up too much time. I'm only going to do one piece because this one piece would be probably two pieces together anyway. Um, so... This piece is called Rabbit Hole, and we all know what a rabbit hole is. When you go too far down in a rabbit hole, you end up exposing yourself trying to expose something else. So, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and get into it. Okay. I don't necessarily want to babble on about how I ran the country from... Babylon, but what while overstepping the gravel in Babel on Iraq upon the deterioration of conspiracy theories. <clears throat> Why they, the Jesuits, tried their best to test your shit and add in songs and substitutional manslaughters of all relatives to exclude not even their very own granddaughters of Jewish descent that become the prey quick. They're forced to use their real bodies for figments of imaginative, desperational acts. Unknowingly, they become physical pawns in a warring dominatrix. Mentally and emotionally plays tricks, calling themselves mental therapists when actually they are they are mental, along with being called rapists. Now, covering all bases with the jacks, queens, I'm the king, decked out with a handful of nothing but aces, giving these gay tricks faceless about to make me throw chimpanzee, orangutan, gorilla, eight bits at the liars. They making shapeshift built on nothing but sheer hatred. Gracious. So what I'm about to say, you must embrace this. They be on a fiction, but listen to my crazy. Craspit with a sacred twist, and yes, I am way past awake. Wait, what they do seems real, but it's most definitely the Matrix. We've been being taught how to be and or become real, live, breathable walking and talking ceremonies. The terror is only real because it's unknown to the masses. While coincidentally so, they see us as jackasses. Yet, we are the living commandments. We are he that brews. We are he that is real. We are the true and affluent manuscripts. We are the blueprint of the Sanskrits. We are modern-day activists. We choose if and when we want to stand. Yo, pay attention. Sit. We are black like panthers. 
We hold the two pamphlets of the Ark of the Covenant, so we must not allow bravery abduction. And if we give our spiritual consent, we unknowingly allow the interruption of slavery abduction to never see an afterlife due to consenting to be being slashed and stabbed with a jagged knife ceremoniously. They tear deep into the bare bone, as you can see, of little Jewish boys becoming what is known as a Babylonian sacrifice. The all-seeing lies and now knows how to trap eyes. We've been grand deceptively westernized and brutally taken over by what seems to be a majestic rise by these wise guys. And they've gotten tentative representatives that were for God and the empire, a.k.a. rabbis. Sacrificial blood equates itself to mass misery, of our past, they trash history with their brash wizardry. They blacklisted me prior to me ever being known. I mean, I was to be stopped way before I was even thought of, way before Cleopatra sat on her throne. Why? Because whether it was known or unknown, I've been set up to ensure their covers were blown and overthrown. I'm here testifying. Everything you hear come out of my mouth tonight at this very point, guaranteed, it will bring your whole set to crime because all these reptilian sets will see me and my wordplay as a threat, death-defying, by way of baby talk. Them, 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 them men to govern, but trying to control my mind, thinking them God, they be under the covers, worshiping Saturnalia, Nimrod, Namus, leaving so many of these so-called structured minds feeble, confused. I'm news that explodes brain adaptability. When you see what the hats is and these birds of the Maximilian family tree, they know who's the champion bee. These animals see ain't no damage in me. I eat them alive, the cannibal of all cannibals, the cannibal beast. I mean, even so far down to the exact point that Hannibal be trying real hard and understanding me. Now, I got you eyeing me, want me to die nasty due to the dynasty, but I'm the construct who most death has your mind stuck with things that I shouldn't even know to talk about. I mean, my body might end up chalked out due to speaking about a long list of tyrants, masterfully defiant, exposing frozen pieces of info, including genealogies in the reality of their fallacies dating back to the age of titanism and the rights of the knights of mysticism with their kaleidoscopic cryptic prisms giving them sick and sadistic twisted jisms but yet again i'm here to undermine this whole fickle system leaving you stumped this guy's a sight don't miss him i'm out mr flying like a kite of wisdom before they grab me in their rabbit hold because I'm in so deep now that I'll never see myself out of this fucking rabbit hole. And peace. Please. Hmm. You know, you get that quicksand and there's more, uh-huh. than, more than one. What, so you get in that quicksand and it's more than one way that you have to fight your way out. Yeah, man. That rabbit hole, man. And you speak on topics like this. Uh, you take your life in your own hands and never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That was incredible. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. 
I am very impressed. I had to do a lot of research on that in order to come up with everything I came up with in that poem. That took about a yeah. two, three weeks of research. <laughs> you know, a lot of people won't do that because they they will uh, they'll sit down and write when the inspiration hits them, and when it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. The poem isn't done, then they're just kind of stuck. You know, but to be able to do that, to be able to do the research and keep going back to it and, and having that control over the poem is pretty cool. And you can tell it's very well written. Thank you so much. You are very um, welcome. <laughs> I, and that's what I meant to say at the beginning of this. And I couldn't remember what it was. That's why it took me so long. But... um. I was hearing everybody say there was something that they were supposed to write about. What was that for this week? Uh, the tonight? prompts what? that I gave out? Yeah, because I didn't see any. Like, I'm, I just jumped on the, the I give them out at the beginning of I, the show. Like, the first 15 minutes of the show, I do the, a little workshop at the beginning. But I'm actually going to be posting this week's prompts that I gave out tonight on my Facebook page in the morning as well. Okay. And I'll run, run through them again at the end of the show. Or if you message me on Facebook, I can copy and paste them to you if you'd like. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome, I don't dear. want to fall out of line with, I don't want to fall out of line with, with what the show is supposed to be doing, with what your intention behind the show is supposed to be creating or doing. <laughs> we just make messy with our muses together. <laughs> yeah. All right, my darling, do me a favor. Let everybody know how they can come visit with you, Ryan. Well, I only have uh, Facebook, really. Well, I have a lot of other stuff that I don't necessarily pay attention to all the morning. Um, so Facebook is under Ryan Smith. Um, uh, I am also on Instagram. I don't have to. I don't even know what that is. Um, but yeah, I'm on a lot of different. I'm on SoundCloud and all that stuff. So I don't know like what any of my names are on anything else but Facebook. But you can definitely find me on Facebook, and I post a lot of TikTok videos on my Facebook. So you might be able to find me on the TikTok and. Instagram and everything else there. Perfect. All right. And they can find you here next Thursday. I'll try and be there. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Yes, ma'am. We'll I appreciate you, you as well. Soon. Bye, honey. Oh, bye-bye. I love his poetry. Okay. Our next caller. Comes from area code six three one six three one. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Good. Um, I have not heard from you in forever. I I've been going through a lot, and I need to focus on me first. You know, I say that all the time. You know, people people will go out and they have their lives and things take them away, but 
the community here, the Speakeasy Cafe, you know, it's kind of like home. The kids always come home. You know, you guys can take off for two, three, four, five. Jimmy was gone for seven years. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. He was gone seven years. I know. But but, But you all return to me eventually, and it's so good to hear from you. You sound amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. That'll work. That'll work. Um, well, the piece I'm going to eat is a, 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 a tribute to um, Craig Mummer's grant. And for those who don't, don't necessarily know, know who I'm talking about, he tributes for us. And he died like two years ago, and I blocked mm-hmm. it out of my mind. So it came back to me, so I had to get this down so I can read for you tonight. Well, I'm excited to hear it, Spicy. The name of this piece is called A Journey Amongst Us All. Contrary to who the heck I appreciate you. I remember running across across yourself uh, just thinking that you won't listen to what you have to say. Who might on so many levels? I had come to appreciate you for the gentle touch. Not only that, it was just a camaraderie I felt when I first spoke to you. Now I feel somewhat is about what I asked you to do comfort that I have felt around you and to this day I can't explain. Maybe us for your elder mums to let me know that I will be safe on your on your show. So so being called new now Oh, I hear the laughter that you were spreading around. I see that I've spoken of your heart. You spoke with a language that is another. Now we all are rumble of a gentle giant rumbles in our memories. They heard silence, silence of others, and expanded our minds beyond this silence. 
but his name is Craig O'Neill Grant. And parenthesis from the schema in peace. That was an incredible tribute piece. You know, I loved it in there where you talked about how, can't remember the line exactly, but, you know, it's it's like that exhale you feel when you walk up to someone where you feel that safe, that safety. And, and it's like that, that exhale that you didn't even know that you needed. You know, until it starts draining from you. You know, and you're just able to have that peace with someone. You know what's funny? He has what? a show on BCR. That's how I met him on BCR. Oh, really? And wow. Yeah. That's why I said, like, he had. He had a speech impairment also. So it was funny. I stumbled across his show and I in the show. And I was like, I, I, like, kind of thought it was a fluke of, of mm-hmm. his, his death. But then I saw that. And I just don't want your research. I'm like, get the heck and you go go. So, <laughs> what came up about? Spicy. Yes, ma'am. I'm interrupting you, but no. I need to make sure that you introduce. Introduce yourself to everybody because I want them to and tell them where to find you because they a lot of people may not have heard your poetry before. Do you realize I've been listening to your poetry longer than we've been doing this show? I've known <laughs> you longer than I've been on the air here. That's a long time, girl. Oh boy, I feel so old. Long I'm time. Cheating. I'm just cheating. <laughs> All right, love. Tell everyone how to find you. I'll put it in chat, okay? Okay, that works. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that I got to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you for making time to call in, honey. No problem. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. I see. All right, our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and run down the list again. Mama, you were, oh, no, you're where you're supposed to be. Scared me. Okay. Uh, Next caller, area code 419. 419, if I can get you unmuted. I'm going to try to keep my, we've got 39 minutes left. I've still got a handful of you guys to get on the air. I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum. So, you know, Read your palm. I'll make a quick comment for you and make sure I get you all on before the end of the show. So sometimes I need to rein myself in. All right. Oh, come on. 419. 
Are you with me? Hello, Nyla. For one night. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> hey, hey, sweetheart. It is I, Rebel Jones. It is good to hear from you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm about to. Uh, I'm gonna need you to step back now for a minute. Give me the stage here. I need. I need my my space and time to get everybody spellbound. Okay, I'm I'm kicked back. I'm shutting up. All right, Nyla. I could put this on your event page, but then I'd have to say, if you're going to read this, don't bother. Just close your eyes and listen. Allow me first, please, to introduce myself. I go by many names, but tonight Rebel Jones will do just the same for this particular task in hand. I will be your host. Our story here starts out as a mystery, and I will tell you now these mysteries have been left out of the books of history, for the philosophers and scholars cannot find out about them, this history. What about hers? What about theirs? You see, there's a handful of likely suspects buried the truth no longer stand, just hateful offsprings of the future that continues to let ignorance bleed. Let me set the stage. Silence and music and Silence the music and silence the music and then the light. You, the listener, come travel with me down a stolen path of dark memories, memories of the broken things that die with sleeping witnesses when brought with them sacrificial lies never more to be spoken again. The magic of this poet's verbal powers binds the seasons of chaotic winds and madness while I recite these words also in your mind at the same time let this continue happening painted remains cover up those hidden lies those dirty hidden thoughts can you hear their hollow songs without any emotions hollow stars that gave their essence gave their very souls and left their gods for opportunities of riches and fame material gain Groupies groveling at the enslaved feet, but what remains besides a name attached to the last of their brittle bones? And in the end, a wicked run in trial, how they try to outrun the mercy of the righteous one. Can you hear them in all of their madness, the madness of the end as they sing their empty hearts out before eternity, before eternal sleep, and as they do, it shall be in a pit of flames, second after second, minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day in a deadly bed, you know, a bed of rancid death. So once again, if you intend on reading this, don't bother. For in your mind, I've already infiltrated and embedded myself in your darkened thoughts where I will forever reside. Peace. You wrote to the prompt. I'm so happy. <laughs> All of them. That was I that that was just that blew me away. All right, so I'm getting three pieces of paper and you get your name in the drawing for our for our December. Can you hear me ripping the paper? <laughs> I was so unprepared for someone to do their homework. Y'all, y'all shocked me tonight. Um, but that's a December prompt. Every single one of them. 
You know, I'm so proud of you right now. I can't even stand it. Are you going to read two, honey? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that one. I'm going to leave you with that. That that was a hell of a thing for me to write. I, I used every prop that you gave at the beginning of the show. And by the way, I'm I know. I was hearing him in there. It's crazy that you did that. Super happy that you're okay from what happened to you. Um, I'm, I'm, we're all blessed that you were, you, you did your thing and you're here to do your show. And I think we're all very grateful and very blessed. Well, thank you. I'm glad I'm here too. Appreciate you so much. Yes, ma'am. And I'm just, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm still just, I'm just still Twitter pated that you did your. I, I don't even have anything to put the entries in. You're going in my bra till the end of the show. <laughs> there we go. You're tucked, you're tucked safely away. I won't lose you, I promise. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Great job tonight. Yes, ma'am. Cool. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead. Um, the next three callers, 815 863 and 216. So let's go ahead and grab 815. 815, you're on the air. Hello, sis. It's Jim Storm. My love, my love, my girly love. How are you? Happy and blessed to be here. I heard my brother Rebel P. Jones on before myself, and all I could think was I got to come on and do what I do. Yes, ma'am, you do. The answer to that question is yes, you do always have to do that. Yes. Yes is the answer. Indeed. Hold on, my mama called me. <laughs> Just a second. Ma'am? Yes, ma'am, I'm bringing it right now, and I got a dinner storm next. <laughs> Look, my mama don't care nothing about me being dinner storm. <laughs> she said, can you bring me up? gallon of distilled water, my humidifier. She don't care nothing about the fact that I'm storming right now. And I told her, <laughs> I said, I got a gym of storm. So I'm That's storming right now. Always, and I'm bringing the water to my 12. mom because yes ma'am. Mommy, you got a gallon right here. Still water. I don't know mommy. It says for plants. Oh, that's the plant water. Okay. So I'm going to get my whole life. This is for the humidifier. <laughs> She's got a gallon for the plants. And I'm not trying to get beat up or reprimanded. So I'm being a good daughter. And I brought Mommy her gallon of water. And I'm going to just <laughs> exit stage left and spit my piece. Okay, Mommy, so I'm on the mic right now. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> Mom started. Love you, mean Mom it. gave me a raspberry. <laughs> so... <laughs> Woo! I love my family. You can't pick them and you can't kill them. You know what I'm talking about? Like you. <laughs> That's so funny. All I can say to you, sis, is happy anniversary. Thank you. We're doing the anniversary show on the 15th, just so you know, in case you want to bring something I'm special for the anniversary right now, show. I, I don't care what you're talking about. I was born on December <laughs> 23rd. So from the 1st to the 31st, this is us. Your anniversary <laughs> month and my birthday are in the same month. So I love you, that. You month can long. say whatever I can you want to say. 
I'm here for that. Um, unlike my my brother Rebel B. Jones, I don't have prompt to spit to. But if you want to give me a prompt, I'll do one. And if not, then I'm just gonna do me. I just want you to do you. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. So um, I came on this mic tonight on the Cafe to simply let everyone who's listening know this about me. I love Nyla with every fiber of my being. I feel like she is my mother from another mother or my sister from another mister. And we just happen to be in a situation and a space in which the Speakeasy Cafe has been part of my life for so many years that I don't even remember when I became a part of this, but I'm here for it. So I'm going to freestyle a piece that I'm going to simply title, Gone But Not Forgotten. There are poets in my life who mean so much to me that I can't even put it into words, and I'll be honest with you. I love poetry with every fiber of my being. And I was just given an opportunity because I had a show previously on a network, on Blog Talk, from the network that For Real the Poet is the CEO of, Miss Card Epiphany. It was Jim's Groove. And it was on a Thursday night, I believe. And that was about nine years ago. My oldest of the famous three is Juliana Denise. And she's 10. And this Saturday on the 3rd, Denise Joy, who sometimes not a joy, is my middle granddaughter, will be 8 this Saturday. And my only grandson, who I call Sir, the same thing that Rebel P. Jones, who was on the mic previously, calls Rebel Junior. We call him Baby Rebel. Is so alike that there are no words to put it into life. We don't have a parent that we share, but he's my brother the same way now he is a sister. And I have been thinking for quite some time there are people in your life that you did not become family with because of DNA or blood that you share. No legacy, no See, We met here on the air. We are poets who love each other to infinity, and along the way, we became family. So Nala is my sister from another mister and another mother, and Mama Oladeji is a connecting factor for she and me. And Rebel B. Jones, myself, and C. Double 34 Music, who is known by all of you affectionately, this government is Clarence Ferguson, Jr., is my big brother, Dexter, and I'm his little sister, Didi. He also refers to me as Sister Soul, and I accept that to infinity. So when Just Jay, who is Spirit King, and I come on the mic next Saturday night, we're going to be Just Jay and Gina because we're just us. We're poets, and we do the same damn thing. But we have an opportunity to host another show. And we'd like all of you to jo- join us there. And I just have to simply say that I love poetry, like the air that I breathe, like the downbeat to my heartbeat on every given day. 
if there was nothing else in my life that meant anything to me other than family, school, books that I cook, and the things that I bake, my appliances that mean the world to me when I'm in my home, like my air fryer, like my ice maker, like my... All the things that make it possible for me to cook and to bake. All I can say to all of you is this, for goodness sake, is that I come on the mic simply so that I can decompress. My mother calls me smoky because there are trees in my life that I like to roll light and smoke. And I am not an alcoholic, but I happen to be a wino because in the morning, this is how I tell Thomas. I drink coffee in the morning and wine at night. So I am a coffeeholic and a wino. And I am a pothead. And not because I want to be out here thinking that the brain cells in my head are dead. No, simply because it keeps my pain level low. I couldn't do the things that I do morning, noon, and night if it wasn't for the fact that I smoke weed every opportunity that I get. And I will tell you and believe you that I would not be the poetess that I am on this particular day if it wasn't for the things that make me okay. And one of the things that make it possible for me to continuously do the things that I do, I drink coffee in the morning and I make sure that I get in my 10,000 steps. And I exhale slowly. And what I put out in the universe, I get back. So I am happy. I am blessed. I am humbled. And I am me. And when my sister told me that the mic was mine and all I had to do was be me, understood and appreciated that to infinity. So until the day that I die, and you are memorializing me on a microphone someday, I want you to understand and always know that I smile because I can, and I'm happy because that's the way that I began. And until I die, I will always be a person that lets me know that I am not nice, no, by no means, but I'm kind because kindness is free. And I kept generously. So I came on the mic tonight to let my sister Nyla know and everybody and appreciate this when it comes to my freestyle flow that I give of me. This is from my heart. It's from my soul. And I'm sharing it with all of you tonight because it makes me feel whole. I'm appreciative and I have nothing that I want to be forgiven. I'm giving you, me, like I've always done from the beginning. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. That's my piece. That was beautiful. Thank you. That means so much. I love you. I I know that there are a lot of people in the poetry community. We lost um, Michael Rothenberg, who was the co-founder of 100 thousand poets for change and I've been participating for about nine years 
they call me an OG in the poetry community, not just because of my age, but because of how long I've been doing this. But I came and I did what I need to do simply because it's a necessity and it was I have to do. I don't have a choice. This is who I am, not who I'm trying to be. I'm a poet that well, I came to share my poetry. We lost Angela Soul Toucher Patterson, and she is now one of our ancestors and not currently going to be on any other mic. They are being honored tonight, all of them, him and her. And the Wolf Hours, because she was pretty paused, and I am Mrs. or Miss Red Wolf because King Katie passed away and he was Red Wolf at Epiphany, I mean, at um, Wolf Hours, and I was going to be his spouse, but he died before we could get married. So I honor all the poets who passed away and all those who are here today and everyone who's going to be on the mic before and after me simply because you know it, Nyla. I love poetry. And if you're wondering where you can find me, you can find Gina with a knee. Storm like inclement weather, wherever poetry can be found. Google me. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere that poetry can be found. I'm on Clubhouse as well, and I'm also Gina Storm there too. They just simply call me Auntie because my daughter asked me specifically not to adopt any more children. So any other kids who need me who are younger than me and they're looking for a mother figure or a mentor, you have to be my niece or my nephew because I can't take any more <laughs> kids on. And I promised my daughter that <laughs> when she was 29 and she's 31 so now. So thank you, sis, for having me tonight. And I love it. And I'll be here for the actual celebration of your anniversary. But I feel like your anniversary is every single time I come on the mic. I just love it here. The Speakeasy Cafe is a pleasant and lovely space for me to do my freestyle. And I thank you for that, Tessie. Thank you. I appreciate you, honey. That was beautiful what you You're did welcome. tonight. All right. We'll talk appreciate to you next you week. Well. I'm one and done, and I'll be here next week. <laughs> All right, love. Thank you, sweetheart. This is my birthday month, so I'm going to be celebrating from the 1st to the 31st. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm here for it. I think I think yeah. that I think that's like the greatest greatest idea ever. I'll celebrate with you. Absolutely, love you, sis. See you next week. Bye, honey. Bye, baby. Okay. Come on. I'm sorry, this board is not behaving. We have eight eight six three two one six. Another eight six three three four seven five eight five. And then we have a five zero one and a five one nine who are not in the lineup. If either of you wanted to come on and read, please let me know. We will be looks like going into uh, archive time, so the show stops live live streaming in nineteen minutes. Uh, but we can continue broadcasting for another hour so I can get all of you guys on. Um, let's go ahead and grab 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. 
This is Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and, I, and I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're here with Thank us. Thank you. Okay, you're Thank welcome. You. Yes, because we, we we we're losing too many poets, and and um and and I give my condolences to Cherry Carrion and and we and and um and Michael Rothenberg is a um phenomenal poet and a and a musician and and an artist and um he he is awesome and I, I was shocked when I heard he'd passed away because one of my friends I think it was Radka. She sent me a, a message. You heard about? Did I see the post about Michael? I said no. So um, she sent me the link, and I I was in shock. Wow. I know he was amazing. Yes. More yes. people are allowed to leave us. Just enough, okay? Enough. No. Yes, too many. Yeah. Were well, you going to share this tonight, honey? Okay. Um, I have Gary's poem called Laws of Life, Erosion Like Mine. There is a good time when there's no lid on a good and full trash can. I'm a lonesome coyote. I lost my hunting ground. I hunt all through the trash cans in this town. My mate is nowhere around. She can't find a private hole in the ground. My heart is broken. Someone has taken my hunting ground. I can't live the way I was born. I lost my mate. I might as well be dead. I may roam the rest of my life in the alleys of this town. I may never find for me a hole in the ground. The end. Wow. That was strong. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I wish he could be here. He should have awesome um, poet. Absolutely. Is he is here? Yes, he's he is here. here. In my yes. heart, yes, he is. Yeah, well, I meant, you know, physically. I know he's in my heart. I know. He's right here. Yes. Okay. I know, honey. Okay. What of yours do you have for us tonight? Okay. And I have a sonnet 27. Okay. Um, okay. Today is our 24th year being together. I know you're still right here in my heart. I know this. I'll be guaranteeing you that I will never, ever throw in the towel. You're my sweetheart, my best friend, my teddy bear darling, my companion, my lover, my husband, and my boyfriend, and so on. I know you won't abandon me. You're in heaven looking over me. You've given me enough love to last my lifetime. I'll always be your devotee. And I'll never, ever say goodbye. Listen, as I ring this bell, let us cheer. I will try my best not to shed a tear. The end. That was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Oh, and I was glad to hear Janina on tonight. That was awesome. I know, right? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. All right, my sweet girl. Tell everybody how okay. we can come find you and find Gary and show you guys love. And okay. Read your books and your work and all the stuff you got going on. 
Okay. Um, you can find um, Gary and I, you can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can also find our books on um, coffee.com, ko-fi.com, front slash Gary and Noreen. And you can, and, and the books you get from me on coffee, on coffee well, um, those will be, um, 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 I will be signing them autographed. Okay. And <laughs> That's then, awesome. Yes. Okay. And then um, you can also um, find us on our official website, um, Gary and wait, dot com. Wait, no, wait. Gary, oh, I'm getting too old. Uh oh, I'm forgetting. I don't mean I'm getting too old because other. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Because because I don't mean it. I'm sorry, I. Okay. That's I'm okay. Talking for me. You're fine. Okay. Okay, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry, and then you can find us um, find Gary on ReverbNation dot com, Facebook dot com, poetry dot com, and then you can find me on um, uh, ReverbNation dot com, Facebook dot com. Um, poetrypoem.com and you can find us on the Poetry Club on Facebook. You can find us doing the Facebook Live every Saturday at 5 o'clock and then you can um, okay, and then you can find us on um, doing Have a Chat with Poet Noreen and next one will be um, the coming December and I hope in um, we, uh, we we can do um, real soon. Um, Nyla, you could let me know when when you when you can do do the um, do the happy chat with poet Noreen, and I'll put you on there. Yes, because I get to interview you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And Very I'm, excited. Yes, me too. Okay, and and then because I'm I got to get together with Chaff Cat. Because he want to come on December, so because I know I can't do it after the twenty second because on the twenty second of December I'm going to my my sister and my brother's picking me up and I'm going to over there um, for the Christmas holidays and I won't be back till I think the second or third day after New Year's, so I'll be going over there and um so it had to be um I wanted to um round the um. Probably the either the probably about the nineteenth or the twelfth, somewhere around there. I had to get together with him, and and the, he um he got different time zone, way more than because he lives in India, so it's a big difference over there. So I'll we'll figure this out, and I'll let you all know. Okay. And and then um and then you can find me on here too, um on um. Um, Speakeasy Cafe. I'm on here too, and then you can find us on um, ko-fi.com front slash Gary and Noreen. Oh yeah, I, I, yes. I, 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 yeah, and I'll be putting my calendars up there tomorrow. I found me because I I was up till six thirty this morning. To working on that calendar because I already made two: one for my brother, one for my sister. They each bought one, so um, so I finally got the third one done, and I was up till six thirty in the morning, 
And um, so all I have to do now is print them out and bind them and put the hole in them, and then they'll be good to go. Then I'll put on co- uh, coffee. That's phenomenal. You've just yes. been busy, busy, busy. I'm so proud of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Th- Thank you. <laughs> All right. And we will talk to you next week? Um, yes, next week. Okay. 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 All right. And, um, good night, Noreen. Thank okay. you. Yeah, have a good night. Okay. And I'll put, you see too. you next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code area code two one six. Mama, are you with us? Yes. Hello, yes, Mama. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I hear you very well. <laughs> I feel I feel like I've just talked to you today. Yeah, but you didn't tell me what you wanted, and I have to sit here and listen to all this, and then find out that you didn't even tell me what you really wanted. So, there wasn't a chance your your person came over. I, that's why I called you. Oh wow! You should have still told me so I could know what was going on. But um, you know, you got to call me back because I really, I mean, I'm, I mean, just hearing it the way it was, I still don't even know exactly what happened. But if you need me to come wherever you are, I'll be there. Oh, I know you would, Mama. Thank you. Yeah. So. They're having a program for uh, Angela Suntoucher, and so I'm going to go over there and uh, read a poem. But I'm going to read a poem over here before I go. Um, and Practice it with us. No, I'm not. I'm just going to read it over there because um, you know, I'm just going to say this over there. I'll just read something else over here. I had something pulled up. But, um, you know, it's like kind of man- maneuver these little phones, and uh, it's just crazy. I don't know. Okay, so the name of this piece, uh, I was looking for it, and I had it pulled up, and I don't know what happened to it, so I might not even be able to do it. I'm kind of worn out. There's so much stuff going on, and uh you sound a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me about it. It's just like I got this picture on my phone of my funeral hat. <clears throat> and so it seems like that's the only place I get to go these days. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah, so. So I'm just going to say we just have a, a moment of silence for uh, Michael and for uh, Angela. And, uh, <clears throat> and just know that um, they all made a great imprint on our lives. And my take, what I got from it is let's remember that whatever we say to each other might be the last thing that we ever say that person and let's remember the examples that these two people showed us you know to get involved stay involved and live your life like it's the last day that you're ever going to live on earth and um, 
what I wanted to say. Beautiful words to share, Mama. That's right, your mama. Yeah. So I had the poem pulled up, and then the phone starts acting like uh, like it was not pulled up. So I don't know where it is now. So I'm just going to let that be what I contribute on the go over here to the program. It's got at Black Hole Radio. Um, it's a tribute to uh, Angela. And, um, Yeah. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. Go over there and read your poem, Mama. I will give you a call tomorrow, okay? All right, darling. I love you so much. All right. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. Bye-bye. And thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Bye, hon. All right. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hello. 832, are you with me? Hi. Yes. Hi, Naila. How are you all doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. Oh, yes, of course. I stole some time for myself, and so I'm here. <laughs> well, I am glad. That is thievery I can get behind. <laughs> and I've been updating my... Um, my poetry by umapochampali.blogspot.com and sharing with uh, Facebook and you and I, uh, you and um, Noreen and others. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you all have spent time in looking at it, but I do have some poems to read. And one of the poems I might read after two weeks because I still didn't hear from them. I uh, sent to someone and then they have to let me know what is going on. So that's where I am right now. And I can go ahead and start reading if you say okay. 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 <laughs> go there. Why am I picturing Alvin and the chipmunks? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I must be crazy a little bit. (laughs) 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 All right, all right, I'll be quiet. You go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Phenomenal verses. Phenomenal, I didn't put the colon, but you can imagine that. Yo, yo is to say hello. Down south, that's what we say. So um, I wrote a few words. One plus one, is it not two? I meant to write. In fact, the words were like, one and one don't make two. One and one stand eleven. I deleted every word. Thought they were oh so boring. I can write better. Deleted them all. With a grin, so silly, you letters, I thought. Just for a while. Only. Charging at me in chagrin, the words, like angry mob of elephants, about to throw me down, stample me like grain, out of a field of corn, were coming to attack angrily with rats. Oh my, I was aghast, and begged them to calm down, so I would be scared for another dawn. I asked, how can they be so mad at me? They were disappointed. 
to see me, right, as in how I desired. Although they could be yellow or aqua blue, could be creating so much disharmony with no clue. Yet they come in nicely robed, cultured and sophisticated like ladies or gentlemen in a prayer hall or at a tea party, wearing hat and all, following the rules of haiku to limericu. None of them are what they desire. They like to behave like a bee, with free verse and style, creators of their name, in their conscious fame or name, not jargoned into some style of dick and dykes, sing-along, popping and merry-popping, show and likes. We can make an epic comeback if we pick the lines we choose, the cares we can share as humanity grows, wise and mature, what matters is the heart indeed, not your bureau of dramatics, punching one here, crunching some there, cooking up soup of catamarans of crocodiles and huge crocs cracking to shake or stack until end. What good does a metered poem do if not provide a light or brilliance, motivate one to create, down with your hypocrisy, down with your boredom. Why not cherish freedom of thought and liberty with choosing words, having depth and meaning, not just to greet or be a visual treat, to bounce back from being crushed, springing up as a phenomenal woman in colons. Work of creative art, being a part of humans, may not solo, culture of the Paris of France, Italy or Madrid, but, for, but of everyone, hence Solomon, poorly star, a future, said Denver's phenomenal. And that true, thought I. And poem. That was incredible. And I can tell <laughs> that you really, you really had fun with that piece. I mean, you, you're really connected. You're really connected to that piece. <laughs> <laughs> I love them babies because right now they are my friends, my babies, my everything. Mm-hmm. Too funny. Left alone in this world. <laughs> Words are all I have. This is true. Are you going to read a second one, Uma? Well, if you have time, I can. I have a small one if you want me to. You can read. I'm not going to cut anyone off from reading to you. We're going into overtime anyway, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. This is another kind of poem. Another such poem, I mean. Um, you have to imagine that, but it's not too big. Um, it, the title of the poem is Silent Words. Listen to the music, listen to its words, listen to the music the words convey. You can listen to the words a million times, umpteen words. You can listen and still find them empty words. Until you hear them with your heart and listen to them in silence. 
your heart, listening to the world, searching your soul, finding the universe. And That was a short one. I wasn't ready for it to stop. It. <laughs> now I have to think of, you know, elaborating <laughs> it or extending. <laughs> that would be my homework. <laughs> All righty, my dear. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Oh, I am a very lazy person. So if you call me Uma, I might be able to say hi to you. And there you go. You find me. So not a big deal at all. Poetry by umapochimpali.blogspot.com is is uh, the notes or blogspot poem that poetry um, website that I post these days and save my poem apart from hey, to think about it if I do not have any um, download or anything I don't know if I can find my poems myself if something oh god forbid such uh, would anyway um, that's one thing and poemhunters.com also I think I may be able to be make be present or make you feel my presence but I would be on and off on Naila Alicia's show, the only show that I go to and anytime Naila wants to say hello to me she can just punch me a line, hi Oma and then I'll be there it's that simple And that's the best way, right? Mm-hmm. Simple. All right, sweetheart, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for being here. And just, I'm grateful for you. And I'll, I keep thinking of all of you. And also, I'll be missing many of you who who we are all missing. And yes. my prayers are with all those souls, great souls that are here and that are watching from somewhere, all of us over here. So I will think of all these things in my words and you're all with me until I come back next. I would love that. Thank you, Uma. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you, Thank you so much. And then All right, you will say, okay, I can give her a B minus at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie. Okay, All right. Our next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air. Uh, three Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm good, Nyla. How are you? What's going on? What did I miss? I miss everything. What you, you miss? Alive? Besides me. You... Besides me, because you should always miss me. I do miss you. Are you okay? I am okay. Were you almost not okay? Um, No. I mean, I wasn't, like, on the brink of death or anything. 
Okay, okay, okay. You don't like, you don't call. You don't send me ice pops. They don't, they don't give me stamps at the nunnery. (laughs) Those are worldly possessions, dude. (laughs) They don't let me have them. Okay, you win. Yeah, you set you set me up for that one. So what's going on with you? God, it's been so uh, for long since we've talked. That's got to change I now, know. like uh, tomorrow. Well, I'm hosting a couple of shows on Clubhouse, um, and I am filming a web series. It's supposed to be secret, but I can tell you guys. But I'm filming a web series. It's based on poetry. And I'm going to put it on YouTube when I'm finished, and it'll probably be out probably in the spring. But I'm doing I am so excited. Aren't you doing Breathing Through Paper again, too? Yes, a little Breathing Through Paper on Clubhouse, and that's fun because it's so nostalgic, and it's just, it's cool. Mama gave me the link to that the other night and told me I was supposed to come surprise you, but I couldn't get the link to load on my computer, so... I don't know what was going on. Okay, I was trying so to sneak up and surprise you. Club, clubhouse on the computer, it's called Club Deck. So if you get Club Deck, it's Clubhouse, but it's for the computer. Freaking millennials. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. I'll do it. I'll get it on there somehow. I am, uh, just, I am so glad to... I'm so glad to hear your voice. I just have to say, I'm glad to I'm I'm glad to be here. Uh, we usually come on Thursdays, and we took this Thursday off because they're doing a thing for uh, Sun Toucher, who we will all daily miss. So we didn't want to, you know, interfere with all that. So I said I was going to sneak over here. Why in the hell would you do your show on a Thursday? Just saying. Well, it always came on Thursdays at ten, Nyla. You. You are the one who started. You you didn't. You have a marathon show now. A marathon show. Did you not used to come on like at eight or seven? Did did Speak Easy Cafe used to come on at seven? It came on at an hour earlier, maybe eight years ago. Well, this this is the time we're speaking of. <laughs> okay. I have a Oh, I can't in- wait to see what you brought for me. Okay, I have a piece called An Ace of That Morpheus and um it's I don't know, it's a weird piece. But I was uh I was experimenting with glaucoma medication when I wrote this. What? Wait, what? I said I was experimenting with glaucoma medication when I wrote this. Okay. Glaucoma medication is code for marijuana. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't, see, I didn't know that. I had to look up what freaking drink bait was. That's click, that's clickbait. Oh, whatever it is. 
Whatever you put that on my so picture. That was so cute. When I came back and I saw you posted the Urban Dictionary, I, I started laughing and I said, Milo wouldn't know what clickbait is. <laughs> I did it. I thought that was so adorable. <laughs> we don't have computers in the nunnery. <laughs> That's going to be my answer for everything from now on. I don't care who asks me shit. Mom, no, no, don't have that in the nunnery. Can't, can't find, can't pick, no, no. Took a vow of silence. All right, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet and let you woo. Oh, what? Go ahead. I met Nyla, you know, come, she was handing out pamphlets in front of a convent, and that's why I met her, and we've been friends ever since. You guys don't know that. It's a little inside thing. It's a secret of Nyla's. Uh, yes, I look at good and black. Slims the hips. Uh, okay. This is called the name of that morphia. <laughs> so if, I'm, if you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. They say hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, it's future depictions that get a little fuzzy. They say man creates his own path, but does he because he quite often gets inspired by exaggerated images of his own desires. But the source in which desires are acquired. <laughs> Men make mention of fantasy call it destiny, often obtained by perversion or coercion. And I know you're tired of all this. Oh, I'm so conscious nonsense. But remember, when you follow that flow, there's an undertow. Thoughts magnified by emotion, uploaded, eroded, encoded, once ties, pictures, life paralyzed and Pixelized, so what reality now hides are reality's lies filtered into visual lies. We now visualize. But you see, this isn't really how the paradigm of the mind is designed. Those ain't videos you post in, just pics flicking in still motion. Yet the brain's conflicted because it's still motion, but you ain't going nowhere. Blue pills, red pills, you know, they sell them to kids. Facebook jail. Now they got you doing virtual bids. That's a downward spiral. How come peace and love never go viral? God, devil, they never been rivals. See how the mind framed to believe a picture's perfect? Get flooded information till everybody's a know-it-all? Well, that's protocol. Wisdom becomes worthless below the surface. You think that's air you're breathing? That apple in your pocket, was it grown on a tree of life? Solicited by serpents for retail, sold, sold for resale, all-seeing iPhone. I mean, the devil's in the details. They merge in masculinity with females. I mean, women. I mean, queens slash Instagram model. Pouring her spirit into a Coke bottle. Here's a snapple fact. Half the time, their head's twisted and there's nothing under the cap. Children don't play, they just stay stationed. Their play gets stationed between screens, head cracked down, so they never even dream of being. While their parents are living a dream, merrily rowing down whatever streams. 
Who programmed your thinking, Lincoln? Because you're still a slave to your rationality slash version of reality. Define real. I mean, who designed real? What devices got to shut down to find real? It's not your perception that's switching. It's the matrix that play tricks when it's glitching. Humanity hasn't faltered. It's been altered. Pathetic, synthetic, slowly becoming kinetic or biosynthetic, how a system can make a mainframe of mind crash. Your kid connected to Roblox or Minecraft, they using your real dollars for virtual powers? I mean, mine have. That's a price for a few moments of solace. You pop a tablet or two and give them a tablet to view. No worry, because they'll be off the collar in a few so much knowledge under a button, food for thought, but nobody's gluttonous. MSGMOs, I suppose, got you savoring, imitation flavoring. If they attempt to download a virus inside us, if everyone is ill or on a pill, there ain't nothing to do but Netflix, and I'm so tired of that. Well, what do you call real? Paradox or contundrum? Just a nightmare we can't wake up from, but... Everybody's watching. What does astound you from your pocket to your PC? There's cameras all around you. Like, would you even know if your life was a human Truman show? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to experience it for yourself. I was in pain. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> It's been too long. I'm like, feel like I'm all fangirl again. <laughs> yeah, I am blushing. Okay. All right, stop it. Draw, drawing, drawing your name on my sneaker with a little heart. <laughs> see how many, see how many of your girls I can piss off. <laughs> Remember those days, huh? Oh God, they hate me. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I've never, I've never seen. I mean, I don't even think Elvis had that kind of a following. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's still that way. Except for you show a little more restraint now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm old. You know, even the Mona Lisa falls apart. Not old. (laughs) Are you going to read a second one, Love? Uh, no, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the people go like Moses. We have one caller after you, and they're gonna get their two poems. So if you want to read two poems, you can read two poems. I'm gonna read two poems then. I knew you would. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna read this poem. And it's called. The next caller is Doug Curry. We're not letting Doug Curry out here, out of here, without reading two poems. So we're not letting you out without two poems either. So I'm giving. I'm trying to stall and give you time to find it. Okay, you know I have it. (laughs) Okay. This poem. I'm shutting up now. This this poem is called um, 
This poem is called Opposite Day. Yuletide. A fat dude in a chimney. Mistletoe. Poinsettias. Christmas tree. Don't got shit to do with me. Sorry. There I go. Speaking for Jesus. But how we get from baby, manger, in the desert, greatest story ever told, to old-ass fat guy in the North Pole, three gifts from the Magi. Okay, I can see this. Gifts for your kids? Dang, Jesus. I'm clueless. Did God tell you to do this? Wrap gifts and put them under a tree? Did he say do this in remembrance of me? Do you see what I see? Broken hope? Someone rewrote history. Pledging allegiance to God under false suspicions. Keeping alive these pagan traditions. A letter to the Christians. Aren't they tricking us? Making our kids pray to old St. Nicholas? Right. Your kids wake up to pray on Christmas Day. And who said he was born in December anyway? The calendar was last drafted in 1752. Before that, Christmas was in January. Does this make sense to you? Here's a gift. Google how many other gods were born on December 25th. It's quite a long list. It's the meaning of Christmas. Giving or receiving gifts. Kill a pregnant mother, get the baby burnt till it's dead. This was called the Yuletide. I'm serious. Tammuz was born on December 25th, and he hung heads from trees. So you hanging up some bulbs seems kind of symbolic to me. Seems like someone want to get in your wallet to me. This is spiritual hate. Extra Christ out of Christmas makes Santa saint. It may seem simplistic to non-believers, but if you can't prove Santa to kids, then you can't prove Jesus either. Think about it. Everything Christmas goes against God. Let's read Jeremiah 10 once again. No? Shh. I'm only talking the Bible something. Romans was against Jesus. So I don't know how y'all celebrate them holidays anyways. Don't you know the devil play opposite day? You don't see it? Desert, warm. North Pole, cold. Jesus had a heavy heart. Santa's a jolly old soul. Twelve disciples, twelve reindeer. Son of God, Saint Nick. Christmas carols, gospel music, that's the same shit. Holy Ghost, Christmas spirit. That don't sound suspicious when you hear it. Jesus says, suffer the children. Santa want them on his lap. Take off the red suit, the red hat. Tell your kids, draw a picture of God. He's going to look just like that. Just look at the whole picture and high death features. Then ask yourself, what the fuck Christmas got to do with Jesus? That was in pain. That it was. Take note, folks. That uh, I love your I love your. I don't want to say controversial, but your challenge. Your your. It's like you've got the the poem about the devil. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's called Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, I should remember that name. Anyway, you've got the poem Lucifer, which is kind of the same thing. You know, you're you're telling a story from a different side. You know, in this one, you're challenging motivations and 
this is pretty strong stuff. Um, you know, sometimes you don't know things until someone asks you a question. So I was talking to a poet. Uh, they're a new poet. They're, they're just poeting. And for some reason, they've uh, fooled themselves into thinking I would make a good mentor. So they've been kind of like following me around. It's, it's, it's hilarious because I was just like, I'm mentoring someone, but Jesus. But anyway. <laughs> When the, the student has now become the teacher, shall I pass my yeah. pink sweater on to you? <laughs> it's funny because I was teaching him about sonnets, and I thought of you, but I'll tell you that story another time. But anyway, so I was, um, he asked me, he said, you know, what what motivates your poems? And no, I, you know, it was the way he asked the question, I'm paraphrasing and I was just like, well, nobody really asked me that before. So I was just like, life. And he was like, yeah, but it's a way that you that you poet that makes me think about things. So I said, well, what I like to do, because like I said, sometimes you don't know the answer to a question until somebody asks it, because I never really thought about it. But I said to him, I like to take things people think they already know, or I like to take things people think they're sure of. Or I like to take stories that people You like know pulling the rug out from underneath people's feet is what you like doing. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you do. That's a good way to put it. I write poetry that pulls the rug out from underneath people's feet. Yes. This is what I yeah. like to do. I am <laughs> the villain of poetry. <laughs> I don't know if I would say villain. So I got a. So, I have a, a assignment for you. Okay, I'm going to write this. We're down. doing. I'm going to do this. The people are over here doing assignments, and I'm getting jealous. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're going to like this one or not. You might like this one. I'm doing it. Let's go. So, on the the anniversary show is on the fifteenth. I will be here. And I want you to write a poem. Starting with the first time you called into the show, and I remember you talking mm-hmm. to me about that and how it's like you got over here and you, you couldn't read your naughty stuff over here, and you were describing what it was like coming over to the show. I want you, I want you to write a poem about coming to the Speakeasy Cafe and now being a part of it. The first time I came, but I didn't recite. Oh, the first time I recited. You decide. I just planted the seed. My hands are clean now. Dusting the dirt uh, off. All right, I wrote it down. <laughs> and listen, because I have, I'm going to be real busy that day, so I'm going to be in the queue at like 7.45. But I just want to make sure that in the archives of history of your 15th anniversary show, that written and pain was dead. <laughs> you will be there, I promise. I'll make sure. All right. I have, All right, to, stay, I I have to stay on the air 20 hours, you know. I love you, too. I'm going to try calling you this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to text you my number for the 100. Okay, I'm not going to do that on air. I'm going to text you my number, and I hope you call me over the weekend. I have your phone number. Well, then call me over the weekend. Okay. All right, Saturday love. is we'll the best day. Okay. I'll be at a gun show. I'll call you while I'm at the gun show. Oh, yeah. Call me at the gun show. That's gangster. I know, right? 
Bye, love. All right. We'll talk to you then, baby. All right. Bye. Bye. Doug Curry is going to kill us. Doug, get on my phone. I'm here. I'm here. Hi, baby. I've been with you. Hey, what's up? (laughs) I've been for the past hour or so. It must be the best hour. I can't see how the previous hour could be better. Or maybe I just don't want it to be because I, you know. Um, yeah, I can appreciate what the man was just saying. Um, it's not that you, uh, like you're like you're the bad guy, but I can understand, you know, where you want to be able to argue both ends of an argument, you know, and play both sides of the fence and stand back to see which side is winning and push it a little bit and play it a little bit. Um because that's that's it. That's, that's a good being, way to look at it. His poetry stirs pots. He's a poster. Yeah, that's what that he that's what that's what he intends to do. And you know, and you know, mm-hmm. you can win the argument as you feel. You know, it depends on who you, how you feel that day, or who you're trying to piss off, or who you're trying to please. You know, and that's why it's art more than just craft. You know, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable to. Um, be that intentional about something that at the same time is so organic that springs and kind of naturally forward. So hats off to that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited I get to hear you. I'm excited I get to hear me. <laughs> Means I'm still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? This is a real, real, uh, real busy time. I think last time we talked, we had just finished doing a 10-show run from a play called Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And again, for anybody who's listening, if you see in your local area or on Zoom or any place that's accessible to you that a play called Barbecue is going to be presented, I would suggest, since you didn't get a chance to see the one that I was in, get the one that's closest to you that you're able to, to take to take part in watching because it's just a fabulous show. And I think that any actor who gets a chance to be in it will do it justice because it deserves that. And uh, and any actor who gets in it will will know that and want to be up to the task. So, uh, but anyway, last time we talked, we had just done a ten show run of that, and now it becomes old news. We were rehearsing a show called the Anansi Tales. Anansi Tales are African folk tales, like Br'er, Br'er Rabbit tales, where the strong the big and the strong are not necessarily the winners of every contest. The, the the small and the clever also have to keep living from one generation to the next, so they don't just get taken advantage of. They figure things out, and that's what the Anansi tales are about. Just like Br'er Rabbit, and just like some of the some of the fables. So we got that coming up. Uh, we have a celebration coming up in January. Well, the 40th anniversary of my radio show, Blacks and Blues. And it's going to be a, kind of a nice affair in a place called the Little Theater in downtown Rochester. And a friend of mine was so generous, he was invited to present poetry at the Central Library in Rochester. And he uh, he decided to share half the show with me presenting half and him presenting half. So that will be coming up in February. And it's, it's just a busy time and all kind of good things. So kind of happy about it. Still doing the radio and trying to make it for every Thursday that I can. Um, so we're in a never-ending political season 
and that's because some people we we really didn't need to be, but some people just don't know that you know you know when we were kids we learned to play games and when you won you won you lost you lost and then you went and played another game or you went home and had dinner or whatever you did but the game was over you didn't string it out and say you know well it was almost dark so we have to start again when it's light you didn't come up with an excuse to do anything but lose even if you had to keep the game on forever but that's the way our politics seem to run and we're always in a political season um, they say that politics are local, and all politics are local, and it's, it's really true. They're really local right down to the street that you live on. And it brings me back to a poem I wrote, oh, back in 2021, um, after it was after the, uh, the debacle in Washington in January. And it's called My Neighbor Jim. I've done it here before, but... Just the feeling of the times just brings me back to it again. It's called My Neighbor Jim. Me and Jim, we've been neighbors. Three wives, eight children were. I ain't never been to his house. But I once brought his puppy home from bounding around the neighborhood. All we say is hi, bye, grunt. You see the game last night? Jim left a card and some flowers on my porch when my neighbor died, but he ain't never been in my house. I seen Jim bow his head this morning, and he grunt something like, hey, Willis, but never looked up in my face. Just kept walking, his red cap bobbing, mouth shut tight, head bowed, just walking. To his house with a blue flag no longer waves, just old boy, and don't tread on me front of his house where I ain't never been across the street from mine in Paul. See, there's those those Polaroid slice of life, all the details that make it palpable poems of yours. It's a matter of having your eyes open and caring enough to observe, and somehow have been blessed with the ability to string together a couple of words to try to convey what it is you see that everybody sees, but everybody doesn't care to or have the wherewithal to express it back out. You know, Did but, you ever see the movie The Wedding Singer? No, I didn't. Not see the wedding singer. Well, there's a there's a scene. It's a really cheesy movie, anyway. It's cute but cheesy. But there's a scene in that where this little old lady grandma is taking singing lessons, and she goes to mm-hmm. pay him, and she pays him in meatballs. And she comes out with this kettle, and she's got this giant meatball in a ladle, and she says, hold out your hands, and she plops this great, big, giant, heavy, sauce-laden meatball in his hands, and then one in the other hand so he can take his meatballs home, the payment for her singing lessons. It's funny, funny scene. But when I'm thinking about your poetry, it's like your poetry of those meatballs. You know, they're big and heavy and just, and, 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 just like 
you, you can hold them. They're, they're substantial. They're full. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? Yeah, I do. Maybe, well. maybe I'm just really hungry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna eat. I think I might eat your poems now. <laughs> but you know, there, there's, there's something to that because at the same time, there's, there's times I think I've, I've, um, I've read a poem here called uh, the Nursery Rhyme, and there's some poems that are, are just for fun. But I don't think that any poems can afford to be frivolous. Some are just for fun. Uh, some are light and bouncy and. You know, as a previous poet read a poem that was really a lot of fun, right? But it wasn't frivolous mm-hmm. at all. It was fun. It had a lot of rhythm to it, but it had a lot of, how come I ain't think of that, you know, to it? <laughs> um, but it was fun to listen to, and, you know, and brother made it fun to listen to by the delivery. And you got to have both. But, you know, sometimes you got to put the mirror right in front of somebody's face and look. I don't care how much you don't want to look at it. Look at it. Okay? Yeah. You've been avoiding it all. And so you got to have both. And, you know, sometimes that is a challenge and not let yourself get carried off too much in either direction. You know, some people are too clever for our good. Yeah. Some people are just way too happy, you know, to, to recognize. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's you know essential. It's uh, it, it's giddy if you let it be. You know nothing killed you yet. You know you still found joy in things up to this point. You should still keep doing that while still being wary of the other things. Yeah. Um, and you, young lady, I got to tell you something because I heard you yes. say this. This word tonight several times about what a nunnery. The only place yeah. I know of. A <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you know better. But just for just for the sake of, in case we don't, the only place I ever heard the word nunnery is in Shakespeare. Get thee to the nunnery. None well, of you is not. I, you, you know, I'm a huge, huge Shakespeare geek, okay, right? Okay, so you know, nunnery is not where the nuns are. Nunnery well, is this a is my brain. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> that was the uh, Shakespeare play. Well, you know, that, don't kink it. shame me. We all have our side hobbies, right? <laughs> you should see what I can do with a room full of latex balloons. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, we get these another of I only said it's a whorehouse. I didn't say anything bad about it. <laughs> the, convent, the convent. The convent. Oh, the convent. Oh, I thought you said nunnery. <laughs> but I that's did. how it was expressed in that Shakespearean play as an insult. Get thee to the nunnery. <laughs> and that would mean you get, <laughs> get to the whorehouses. That's who you are, you belong. That's how that was used. Only place I ever met, read it, you know. Now, maybe somewhere else it means, you know, go be pious. Okay, okay. So yeah. here we go. I Googled, I Googled it so we would know. Um, what's the okay. difference between a convent and a nunnery? Mm-hmm. None. 
they are the same thing. Nunnery is a familiar or even contemptuous term for a convent, a place where nuns live and worship in community. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm not a whore after all. Thank God. Well, I, I never said you my were mother, a whore. My mother baby. would have been so, so but disappointed. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you're not a whore. <laughs> now, if we go back to the 1500s, you might be a whore if you got to get to the number. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I would, I could, no, that would be horrible. Everyone died of syphilis back then. Isn't it bad? I don't want to do this. Yeah. When, when people like to mess with words, isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Do you know that there are some, Google, Google it just for your own curiosity. How many words in the uh-huh. English language are words that Shakespeare made up? Divorce? Oh, yeah. Divorce, is a, divorce yeah. is a word that Shakespeare made up. No kidding. Yeah, well, Google it. How many, how many words are in the American language that Shakespeare made up out of the blue and put in his place? Well, you well, will be, you will be means, amazed. Does that mean that I can make up words too? I can make up words and then one day, you know, 200 years from now when they discover that I was really great, they can say, hey, these are Doug Curry words. <laughs> they can say these are words that just naturally filtered into the language and guess where they came from? Or these are Nyla words because they realize the true genius that you are. Who knows? 1,700 words. 1,700 words William Shakespeare is credited for the invention or introduction of that we Mm -hmm. use in English today. Isn't that something? It's, It's a good thing they did that because if it wasn't for putting them in the book and putting them in the dictionary, the poor Africans wouldn't know nothing about that. Bedroom, downstairs, eyeball, fashionable, gossip, hurry, audible, jaded, kissing. I'm going to link this on my page and jump over on my page and check it out. Thursday night, you learn all. You know what? You're going to learn something. All right, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you. I'm posting that link on my page for you. Okay, well. Um, I'm Doug Curry, known as Douglas Curry on Facebook. I have another page called Friends of Blacks and Blues where I post certain information about my radio show. My radio show is Blacks and Blues. It comes on and can be heard over the Internet Friday evening at 9 o'clock Eastern Time at org or org, It also comes on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time at WBCB.org out of Chicago. The show is called Blacks and Blues. And uh, poetry that I write appears on uh, allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. And I get here for Thursday nights, hopefully more and more frequently. Hopefully, yes. I I am 100% on board with that. So the anniversary show is the 15th. Is Should we do anything in particular? I'm asking people that, I mean, it's just kind of a very nostalgic night for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who'd have thought that all these years later we'd still be here? But 
I always encourage people to write poems about being at the Speakeasy Cafe or, you know, someone at the Speakeasy Cafe, you know, like Soldier Blue and Jimmy Ray Davis, you know, really connected and are really inspirational to each other. You know, so write something Mm -hmm. about being a part of the community or write a poem to someone in the community that, you know, maybe has inspired you that may not know about it or, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I'm just, I always encourage people to, you know, take that day and give back to the community with their poems. Very good. Very good. Okay. I will look forward and forward to it and uh, be a, a participant. And I'll be around uh, awesome. for everything in between. Thank you for having us. Well, <laughs> thank you, Doug. Appreciate you so much and love you so dearly. I'm glad you were able to make it on tonight. Thanks for holding on for so long. You you were on hold for a while. That's all right. I'm I'm I was glad to listen to everybody else. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Hey, sweetie. Bye bye. Bye, sweetie. All right, our last caller for the evening, area code 501. You are on the air. Oh, my goodness. How you AJ? doing, Myla? This is Jay. Jared. Yeah, this... I know hey. who it is. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You never know who it is. Jay, so I started out telling you who it was. Man, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm glad you're yeah, here. It's been a while. We've missed you. I have missed you all as well. I've missed you as well. Uh, the show the show had so much energy. Uh, I, I didn't even know that I needed to be here until I started getting drawn into being here. So I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> it became so a singularity. invisible fishing line that I have works pretty good, right? Yeah. Either that or your show became a singularity and it's like a black hole and it's just sucking forth in. I don't know. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I do have a poem on black holes, so that means I have to come back here next week in order to go ahead and do that one. <laughs> you can. Why would you have to come back next week? Oh, I don't. I, I hope it's on this telephone for one. But yeah, um, let me get into the first one then. Since, I mean, um, yes, I, you I, have I, to come back next week. What am I thinking? Yes, you most assuredly <laughs> have to come back next. Next week is good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm writing. I have down more right than now. three poems. I promise. I have more than three. I have like <laughs> seven or eight, possibly. It has been so long since I heard heard you read. I, I'm getting so old now that I probably wouldn't remember if I ever heard it before. Anyway, <laughs> they're all going to be That's new and surprising to me. <laughs> so I've been rotating these past seven poems on you for like the past 21 cycles. And, you know, so far you haven't caught on, you know, so I'm thinking I'm ahead. Uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. That's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. We had a couple of deaths. Uh, one was Pretty Paul's. Uh, uh, um, yeah. I've seen the impact that she had on the community after uh, her passing. And then we had Michael Rothenberg, uh, uh, who uh, was a very good friend of mine. Uh, um, I got a chance to interview him once and then do an interview with him. I mean, to do a feature with him once, and then I did an interview with him probably about four weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
It was just as bad that we lost those two uh, uh, poets. It's, it's very bad. I always get scared but, when this happens because they say that tragedies like this come in threes. Yeah. You know? And so I get I, I get really paranoid. But then again, I just got bit on the head a bunch of times. So maybe I was supposed to be that third one, and I survived it. And Final I destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got you. I got you guys' back. You're safe now. <laughs> it's so right. I took one for the team. <laughs> took one for the team. I, if you knew the whole story, you would literally understand that I most assuredly took one for the team. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna have to come back next week. Then I'm gonna have to come back next week. I'm not telling anyone this story. You guys don't get to know this story. You you can know that I've got seven bites on my head from a person, but but you don't get to know oh, the wow. story. <laughs> wow. I hope there was $40 yeah, it was, it on the was, It was full-blown assault attack, yeah. Oh, Definitely wow. Oh, all right. So that wasn't something that you wanted. No, that that was... Well, you know, I kind of do like teeth. Now you got me thinking about a whole different kind of poem. Um, <laughs> God dang. Okay, so um, no, there, I, I was assaulted last week and last week. Oh, sorry weekend, to hear about that. Week, and it was like crazy, crazy person who bites someone on the head seven times. I mean, bites. You know, if you get in a fight, you get in a fight. You know, let me punch your face, but. Right. Sit there and bite someone's head. That's just like that's like psycho scary. How's your trust factor with people? Well, how's what? Your trust factor with people. I don't think that it's. I don't think it's affected that. All right. No. But people, it's, I don't it's know. not. Yeah, it's not affected that. That doesn't. I'm good. I'm good. In that, in that sense, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I'm glad to hear that because we have enough things on us uh, as it is. We don't, we don't need anything else added on. Yeah. All right. Let me get into this piece right here. This is the piece that I had, uh, the last piece I had sent to Michael Rothenberg. Awesome. Um, let me go ahead. It's called Liquid Legacies. Uh, me and him were talking about uh, legacy and, and stuff like that, and um, he had got on me about two words for about an hour. It was uh, one of the best uh, one hours, about two words I've ever had in my life. Um, the the uh, the uh, what I learned from him as far as you know each the value of each word that's placed in there is uh, uh was immeasurable so 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 i so i had smiles the, the whole time that we uh he 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 raked me over the coals about these two words um this isn't the poem because that poem right there was a a, a a different genre but this was the last one i sent him liquid legacies lodged within the quandary of entangled tentacles words deep from within recesses rarely spoken Aroused from their slumber, to speak their meaning, to be spat and said anew. But like the wind through winter trees, there's very little to hold on to. 
So the thought flies away into the emptiness of obscurity, becoming smaller and smaller till blurry. Once again forgotten, like the joy a baby had when laid on fresh linen cottons, leaving only the warm echoes of mother's love. Words can carry the thoughts of a consciousness across a continent to the shores of a beach of black sand and a sun of blaze orange, like a tiger in harmony, perched at his favorite hunting hiding spot from the virtues in these verses. But the purpose of a porpoise, reaching to breach the surface, only for the words to be sprayed away into a sea of consonants and vowels, to drop to the fathoms of abyssal depths, waiting for the day to be uttered again in all their opulence and decadence, or in minuscule frailness. When spittle is spat like silken webs, gathering words in his basket of goodies to be consumed, becoming one of a multitude of similar memories of faded dreams, like the hump of a dromedary, it will be there when it is needed. After being consumed and disposed as refuse, with the power to add color to a small but beautiful flower that bravely stares into the rays of the sun, glinting the petal, a cold on its petals, for lovers and pollinators to be drawn to and enjoy until its season is done, when the winter winds come. Now these same words speak of stillness, solitude, and grave seriousness, and struggle, and when the first bloom appears, even these words I say today will be forgotten, leaving a liquid legacy. Boom. That was awesome. You can't just go this long without letting me hear you read. That's like a crime against nature. I feel you on that. Uh, it, it feels like a crown just to be missing. Like I almost tried to come in and just hide away and, and then kind of like, you know, hey, how you doing? And you're like, hey, how you doing? Don't really notice who I am. I do my poem and get out the way. <laughs> I know who you are. You That isn't going to work. I I know it's you. But it's, it right. is. I mean, I, people have lives, and they go out, and they get busy, and they're doing stuff. And, you know, you turn around, all of a sudden, it's Christmas again. And, you know, and then you turn around, and you're saying, oh, my God, you know, how did that shift there? Um, you know, and time just goes by, and you don't even realize it. I visited a girlfriend. It. Yeah, I vis- went and visited a girlfriend who lives an hour away at the coast, uh, couple of months ago and we were talking about it. I was like when when's the last time we saw each other and it had been three years when COVID wow. started since we had seen each other and we just didn't we I mean we neither one of us could believe that that much time had actually passed it was unfathomable when this COVID dropped it, it, it definitely did warp time because we were doing different things we weren't moving at our own leisure we were moving according to uh to, mm-hmm. to, to, to words and it made time feel different yeah. We were moving according to fears, in which fear, if a, 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 ten minutes of fear can feel like a lifetime, you know. 
It can. It can. All right, my love. Are you going to... Did you read two? I can do the second one now if you would like. Yeah, I want you, but you need to read two before you go. I'm greedy. Yes, ma'am. This one is about black holes. Okay. One day while drinking a glass of water, I closed my eyes and observed the black holes in the heavens, how they pulled and unspooled massive stars like yarn, pulling from them till they die the death of nothingness. Nothing personal. It's all physics. As this singularity becomes a point of infinite value and of infinite hunger, existing in a state of suspended animation, what is a day to a creature like this? Untold solar system, countless worlds, innumerable stars swept into its belly, making it belch periodically streams of white-hot plasma, matter, and energy. The building blocks to build a million, million suns. And these celestial companions, sometimes something beautiful came out of the singularity. Cool. Wow. And then that's end palm, right? Yeah. I think what I'm going to start doing is doing some, uh, 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 getting some astronomy footage and uh, 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 trying to do some narration for them and see how that works out for me. You know, Jimmy Ray's been doing that, doing little short video clips to his poems and putting them on TikTok and is having a lot of fun with that. I think that, you know, if you can get some astrology footage and do that, and and do your spoken word over the the footage. I think you should look at TikTok. I think that that they would love you, unless you're already on TikTok. Um, you know, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not doing anything with it. Uh, I also have um, with the Small House of Poetry. I have a uh, we have an Instagram. We have a whole bunch of other things that need little really type uh, clips on them. Don't you have you have a YouTube? Is it your wife that does the acrylic art? Yeah, me and my wife does the uh, uh, painting. Yeah, uh, JJ Productions. Yeah, J and J Productions. Uh, I'm, I'm the uh, J. second J in that just J. <laughs> All right, my dear. I will let you get to your evening. Make sure you tell everybody how to find you though before you head out. Uh, catch up with me at, uh, on Clubhouse at the Small House of Poetry. Uh, we have a lot of big things coming on there. If you come there on a Sunday, if you come there on a Saturday, we we do speed rounds where you just come in there and we line you all, all up and you do speed rounds. The energy that gets generated off of that is crazy. It's like uh, 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 poets who uh, may be performing subparly. Once they get in there, they ride the energy and the wave of the uh, all the other poets around them. And I've seen several times where poets just jump up to another level and they stay, actually stay stuck up there. Uh, on Sunday, when you bring your poem in, we give you like a little mini feature. Uh, Gina's a part of that. Uh, we do uh, give you about 10 to 15 minutes. Everybody that we don't get uh, get get to, 
we do a speed round for everybody else that uh, came along. So get there early. It gets uh, crowded for, uh, pretty quick, and we can only take about seven to eight people, but we promise you you'll, uh, uh, your own personal uh, feature. And um, I we have the AM Drive, too. That's Monday. That's also on Clubhouse. Just go over to Clubhouse and look up Small House of Portrait. It, it'll show all these things over there. I'm terrible Very at that, cool. Nyla. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm here. I'm here to serve. <laughs> right. I see. I feel like my head's on a platter. <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you for being here tonight, and thanks for holding out that long so that and and staying on hold so you were able to get on. I'm, I, you know, I watched the numbers, and there's a couple people who didn't make it. Didn't make it. They, they ended up leaving. Weren't able to hold oh, on. No, I that makes me sad. So oh. I'm really glad. I'm really glad you were able to hold on because I would have been sad if we didn't get John. I would have. I would have too. I would have too. And then I just came here and told you a story about how I held all the way almost to the end. And then I would cry. See, I'd be like curled up in a fetal position, <laughs> rocking back and forth, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> see, you're my type of people. <laughs> no, yes, it's not. No, so oh my god. Okay, all right, baby. Great job tonight. <laughs> Give your wife a hug. Take care. Tell her we appreciate I'll her. I'll say hi to the wife. Taking care of you. Oh, for so sure. You, can be sure. Here you and take read. care of yourself too, my wife. All right, honey. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, you guys, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been a fantastic night tonight. appreciate you more than you know. We're going to close the show tonight with a piece by, oh, I closed that. Where did it go? I don't know what we're going to play. It could be anything. (laughs) We're going to close the show with a drum roll. I can't even, I can't, I can't access this stuff anymore, Mike. I can't close the show with a track. What? That's crazy. All right. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week then. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.